Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I forgot to split this audio, so it's kind of a little loud in our head right now. But it won't be for the listeners. It's That's fine. what matters. Oh, oh, I think oh, it, I think it's oh. fine. Yeah, uh, I think it's great. <laughs> it's not loud at all. Not loud at all. It's not bumping it's at all. Huh? <laughs> it's good. We're just back here. Hold I'm on. your host, Chris. <laughs> it's like, dude, why are they shouting? Yeah, I gotta pop my ears. Yeah, do this. I just put one but to I'm the side. Ho- it's great. It's I'm your host, fine. Chris. As always, joined by my Who? co-host, Sean. <laughs> hey, Chris, it's it's great. It's great to be here. And John. The music has stopped. Hey, everybody. Chris, I have. I'm about to change your life Uh-oh. forever. Life-changing if, 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 moment alert. Before alerts. you change our lives, is it going to be a minute? Because there's that one thing we got yeah, to do. He wants to quick. hit that up first. Let's yeah. do it then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let well, me do this. So uh, halfway through this episode, probably about the time of the news, you're going to notice some things in there. They're going to be like, we, we talked about ads are coming. And eventually, yes, ads are coming. But for now, there's something else that's in there. And it's going to be <laughs> yeah, advertisements for other podcasts. And you're like, why would you advertise other podcasts? And that is because we are joining the HP Video Games Network. I think that's the technical name. It's like HP. You don't know the name <laughs> of our network really yet? bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's the name. I think I got it right. I don't know. I, I looked at it earlier today, but I suck at remembering these things. But uh, yeah, they, they reached out to us earlier this year and said they were forming a network and they invited us. They said, we like, like what you said, do. They said, we are the key <laughs> to its success. But yeah, they said like, hey, <laughs> do you want to come in? We're, we're trying to get our... uh, content creators that are primarily focused on video games to kind of band together and, you know, promote each other and and help each other out. And hopefully again, hopefully get advertising (laughs) and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So, you know, (laughs) we, we considered it, we weighed the, uh, what they call the pros and the cons. I think that's what you're supposed to do in business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I work at a company. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we decided to, uh, to join it. If you, I kind of hinted towards it last week. And if you look now, any episode that comes out since there's a little logo for the network that will be somewhere on there. So you, know, you can look at that. And for now, yeah, next couple of weeks, I'm not sure how long they're planning to do, but as they do this rollout, they're, they're putting ads in for our podcast and to other people's shows. And then we're putting them in ours. And I would yeah. just say, if you want to support, <laughs> uh, I'll put a tweet out later with the, the link to the to the network's actual page. But yeah. uh, if you want to support us, support them, and then maybe reach out and check out some of these shows. Share them with your friends. I know there's like some cool ones. There's like one guy who uh, actually, uh, he does interviews with uh, game developers and things like that. Nice. So, yeah, like, I mean, some of them are just like us. You know, they're just guys shooting the, the yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, but now we've unionized. Yeah, yeah, huh? we did it. Same mics for all podcasters. We quit. We are a union, ladies and gentlemen. We did it <laughs> for the betterment um, of each other. I, I do want to just say, though, listeners, look for the we're for striking those you, for those of you that are with us. This is not going to affect you at all. It's not going to affect how you get our program. Yeah. If it and all three of us agree, if at any point this doesn't fit anymore, we will eject. We we're done. Like yeah. we don't. We our our interest is always going to be you. So. Um, yeah. So with that, we're but, good. But will we have to return the $3.9 million? Uh, that's called a signing bonus. Oh. And I don't think we do. Do we tell them it was from EA? Wow. Why are we saying that as we're, we're live? I don't think I'm supposed to Our voices to say that. are going into micro. Uh-oh. Um, what are these called? Um, phones. 
Yeah, John. John, yeah. So what'd you have there? You got well, some life I'm sorry, I had, uh, I had I, no. It's good. It, it was very, very reasonable. I <laughs> what? first time John said that to me ever. ever. I think, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that I have a solution to your problem. You notice when I came in today, <clears throat> as every time Penny just jumps on everybody. You know, it's pretty much assault. It's basically free me, please free me. Jumps. <laughs> if she was a human, she'd be in your jail. <laughs> your dog is desperate for companionship because he is lonely. Yeah. Oh, God, she, no. She no. is lonely. No. When I, I know what you're doing Stop. Now. No. She is lonely. Eject, Chris. It was uh, a... <laughs> she needs companionship. It was a... Uh, there is nothing better than companionship of no, a little sweet no. baby kitty. God, no. Look at this angel. I hate cats. Look at her. I hate them. Or him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, don't, I shouldn't assume the gender. But she just... Nope. She, it... What? We, do we always... We kind of always think of uh, dogs in the in the masculine and cats in the feminine. I don't, yeah, because I like cats. Because, because <laughs> you know, feline. I guess. Oh, well, maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. What does I that mean? Know. I was just saying because it you means know, cat. Feminine. <laughs> <laughs> they both start with F E. I don't know. Yeah, there's some somebody. Uh, I, I walked. I, I walked out on the porch this morning, and I'm hearing this frantic kitten cry, and I'm that's... like, "Son of a gun! Somebody! Somebody!" Has, has has is aware of the two cats that hang out on our porch, and they're like, "Oh, these are cat people." Or Let's maybe, just dump this animal out and just. Yeah. What if the cat just saw the cats and was like, "What's up?" That's not how it works. Well, shoot, wasn't it? Uh, our, this is not a boy? feral cat. It's not afraid of anybody. It just rolled right up. It, yeah. it was as I was getting ready to head to the podcast today. It was frantically trying to get into the house. Mm-hmm. Completely destroyed me. There's one thing. I hate more than anything in the world mm-hmm. is when <laughs> you neglect or harm right. an innocent animal or child. Sure. That just burns me. So up. you felt like you were neglecting the cat? No. Well, no, I feel like what kind of person can just abandon an innocent creature? Yeah. I don't true. understand that. Yeah. And I probably have conversations all day long with people who do it all the time. Yeah. Well, that's an exaggeration, but. I'm looking at you, Sean. Because he's looking at you. Know you know you did. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to drop the. Let me know there. if you change your mind, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big. Uh, we yeah. have never been a big cat person. Do you and think I, will, I am, dude. I will say, like, after watching your, like, you know, when John goes out of town, I've a couple of times I've I've, I've house sit because he's got some. Speaking animals, of which, and like. I'll get up and he's like, "Oh yeah, make sure you uh, empty empty the cat's litter box." See, that's not and, fair. And he, like John has so many cats, though, it's like when you go up there, you're like, "I can ignore this for a day or so," and then you go up there and you're like, "Dear God, yeah, you got to get a self cleaning <laughs> thing, dude." It's time to invest. They're not that expensive. What are you, you talking have, about? They have litter boxes that self clean themselves. You got that's a. Double, uh, double on hot You'll have to show me that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, they they do the thing. Bag I believe it. you. Yeah, you got just like, a classic litter box. You is give in them the scooper. All you gotta yeah, do man. is give them all I your love private. Getting all up in that. I all you gotta do is uh, give them all your personal information, and they will hook you up for life. Hey, um, <laughs> just sign their user agreement. Mm. I, I I love cats. I actually prefer a cat over a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you have any pets right now? No, not right now. No. Well, then I have the pet but for you. Sean. I just remember the life. reason we can't have cats is because people are allergic to them. I'm allergic. Wow. I have freaking asthma. Well, mm. I, I'm sorry that you're dumb enough to keep cats around. With so asthma. am I, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Could you imagine Penny with that kitten? Too? She would love oh, it. Oh, that Penny would just adore her. So why don't I bring her over? Test it out. Test the water. I've already named it. Lenny. Kirby. <laughs> Lenny. I like Kirby. Lenny. Kirby. Lenny and Penny. It's Kirby. The Kirby okay. sucks. Like the vacuum you cleaner? Suck, the cat literally not, does suck. The cat's not pink. It can't be named Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So I don't know what the sex is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I thought you're, Kirby you're, might be a, a very cool gender neutral name. Like Sam. <laughs> Joey. Chris and I are just looking at each other. Or Chris. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, Chris with a gender. K. Yeah. Sean, actually. I, I have an Aunt Sean. That's I do. That's, I've, never, I've never heard that in yeah. my life. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's it. We're going, to stop, uh, we're going to stop after the cat, guys? Really? So speaking of cats, we're, today we're talking about... The um, musical cats. About, uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> dogs with cats. Dogs with friends. Is that what this is called? I don't know. For the Nintendo DS? Oh, yeah. Um... Oof. I was trying to think. Oh, yeah. uh, so up. so update. I did beat Borderlands Three story over Very the weekend. Good. I've done the end game now. Started in it, loving it. I'm in mayhem mode. Automatically gives me a reason to finish every side quest in that game because it takes side quests that I was way over leveled for, and that's why I left them behind. Brings them up to my level. Yeah, I'm kind of hard. And up. gives me great gear. I'm kind of hard up for that game. I'm I'm having a problem this fall with. It's not that I'm. It's not that these games that I'm that we're playing for the show are bad, but I keep finding myself wanting to just just wanting to play other things yeah. that have nothing to do with what we're trying to talk about over the next few weeks. Like I've had let like down. I was having a conversation with Hydraberg on Discord this mm-hmm. week, and he got me just wanting going, going to going back to the Arkham games. Mm. I just want to play Arkham games. That's it. Do it. But I got to do a show. Oh, yeah. Well, we Don't get, do it. We Don't get, do it. Yeah, we got, we got, man, we're covered. I, I'll say, like, it was in part why I uh, said, like, hey, the topic this week, I was like, I could have gotten it. You know, it's not like I couldn't pick that well, you're game not a big, or that I yeah. would. I mean, I've played that You're one. not a big fan of the series. It's fine. Mother. You don't, you don't even like, you don't even like anything that begins with the letter C or L. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I could do that or I could just let those two cover it and not think about it and just sit here. Blissful, and keep, wasn't it? And, and yeah, just keep playing this one thing that I really enjoy the the loop for. Mm. Uh, we actually got on last time. We tried out the, the horde mode for it. And I have to say, we got to the final round mm-hmm. with four people. Pure freaking chaos. Like all of a sudden halfway through, this ginormous T-Rex shows up. He's wrecking everyone. While that's going on, there's probably like, I don't know, a hundred little baby T-Rexes going around while all these like pterodactyls are flying over us. And it's just hectic. Unfortunately, though, we got a glitch. There's like some glitch with that one where sometimes the flying pterodactyls, one of them will wander off and go off screen, never come back. <laughs> so you can't actually close the round. You can't. And yeah, that I've, sucks. I've had glitches like that before. Yeah, it sucks. But still, I, I actually mean, had that glitch in... Uh, Sikoro, yeah, where one of the soldiers just walked off the cliff. Ah, yeah, and he didn't technically die. Die. He's <laughs> just down there happen. chilling. Mm-hmm. There God, I wish, I wish that game had an easy mode. I stand <laughs> every week. I stand every week. Just a story mode. Yeah, just a story mode. You just got him to walk off the cliff. Oh man, that ogre dude. <laughs> yeah, just gonna go off the cliff. I'm not patient enough for Sekiro. Yeah, I believe that. 
As soon as you told me you were getting that, I was like, this is going to be a bad <laughs> I just knew. But I love every minute of it at the same time. It's so weird. It's like I'll say, a car wreck. You can't though, look away. Even though, of course, uh, hey, uh, Gearbox patched that glitch. Uh, regardless, I, I was fine with it because we got so much cash experience and still loot, which we could also either use if it was better than what we had or uh, sell for more cash. I mean... Like, guys who had, you know, the rest of the guys haven't finished the game. Like, they're not on Mayhem mode yet where you get more rewards, right? And they were walking away with nearly the same amount of money I had and had leveled, like, four or five times. So, it was it was good. It's good business. Yeah, everyone, yeah. you know, no one was upset. Uh, the other thing I did this week, though, was I watched a little documentary. It's on Netflix. It's uh, three parts. And it's about one Bill Gates. It's called Decoding Gates. Uh, yeah, that's on. Yeah. Uh, popped up on my. Uh, hey, this is out now. You should check it out. It's Ugh. a. It's a very good study of like how he thinks and how he problem solves. It kind of like each episode takes one of the things he he's been doing with his foundation. Uh, like I think the first one was the whole entire uh, solving uh, clean drinking water for. Uh, in, you know, impoverished places it's called a filter. Uh, second was, uh, trying to, uh, was the whole entire him trying yeah, to, it's that easy. John. The second is like him trying to solve polio and get that completely eradicated from the third world. Um, and then finally it's, uh, the last one is on climate change and stuff like that. And it, it's on what? Yeah. Climate change. I know it doesn't <laughs> exist, uh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> but, uh, it, it does a good job because it parallels how he's approaching this to also things he's done in his past. Yeah. Um, to kind of give you an idea of like, well, not only this is how he's working a solution now, but like, this is how he actually got success doing something similar, you know, with, understanding like how to push himself and, and and think of things that just people did not understand to solve analytical problems the other thing you learned so much about that dude if you ever feel like you're smart just watch this because that dude reads 30 books a week and i'm talking about technical books i mean like we're talking about here's a breakdown of all these things of energy or biology or you know what it takes uh I don't know, to, you know, do vaccines in a, a, you know, effective way. Right. He's reading all of those things consistently every single week. And they say he has like something like a 90 plus retention rate of whatever he reads. So it's just anecdotal. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How are you going to prove that? I've always been that guy. Like Steve I'm, Jobs I'm, was cooler though. He's yeah. Like Bill Gates has always been my hero. Like Steve Jobs to me is like the greatest at understanding how to sell a product. I think in techno. Like he could look at something and be like, I understand why someone would want this. And I, no, I and he had the ability to tell you what you wanted without exactly. you even realizing you wanted it. But Bill Gates to me was always the, like the actual smart one, like in terms of like, oh, sure, yeah. yeah, I actually know how to do something and look at a very large problem and break it down into the steps that's necessary to get the solution that has results. Um, yeah, never forget, so. man. What? And I make monopolies. <laughs> Windows. 95 mm. when that came out it was like tickle me elmo at christmas time oh yeah huge it was huge. all it was covered on the nightly news for a week about about what this thing was what it i, I didn't I, at the time i didn't understand really what it was but 
um, he made an impact for sure. And the guy's not even dead yet. Did you guys have a computer before Windows 95? What? No. Yeah. It was so different. My parents, because they were... They worked in IT. We they, had an they Apple. <laughs> they, had a, they actually yeah. had a classic, you know, MS-DOS PC. And I, I remember that, like, where you had to actually go in and type in the directory and that Intel to print Terrible. what the results were for in that folder <clears> and then, you know, type what you wanted to execute. And to go from that to then, like, all of a sudden, click this and yeah. it just opens up and shows you. Oh, my God. I... I I'm not trying to be. I, there's no way in the world I can watch that documentary. Yeah, I just. I I, I appreciate I, it. But I do. I just, I just can't. I'm, I'm glad that you can watch it. Yeah. Out of you know, because that's what makes us. It also humanizes. No, no, we're all nerds, but that's yeah. what makes this great because Chris is an analytical guy and he can watch the Bill Gates thing. Bill Gates thing. Talk about it. Then we can bring in Windows 95, and then we can say like Richard jokes. <laughs> it works. Yes. It also, it also <laughs> to, to be fair to him, it's not like. It's not like in the sense of like, here's all the, it's more of, you made it seem that way. Yeah. It shows that that's how his mind works, but it also does very much humanize him. Like it does a good job of showing. I watched the preview. Yeah. yeah, He's a guy and you know, he's not perfect and he doesn't admit like he talks about like the fallouts he's had throughout the years and things like that. Not, not in a great detail, but to some, some extent. And you know, Get Bill Gates in here. It's just interesting now because it's a guy now you can clearly tell he's like, I understand I have one of the best minds in the world. but (laughs) He's humble about it. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to lie about it. But at the same time, he he understands, like, I also have a finite amount of time, you know, and therefore, if I want want to solve. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I want to solve these issues, I got to get going. If I'm able to read 90 books or 30 books a week, I'm the last person who talks about finite time. Shut up. You know when he does it? While he's on a plane. He said that. I was hoping you'd say while he was on the toilet. Probably that's his it. poop game is reading books. Boo! <laughs> like while he's off, pretty much in between anything he's doing, he's reading. That's what he does. I. Uh, and that's you think crazy. he wipes from the front or the back? Oh, here we go. What is a, How does a genius wipe? Like we do. He programs something <laughs> to, the to wipe for him. <laughs> to the side. <laughs> to the side. Right. <laughs> he just puts down he his could, little wipe bot. Man, I really, I've got to figure out a way to bring in the wet wipes to work. And, <laughs> I told and, you. I know, man, but. You put them in your book bag. You say that. When it's time to go, you take two or three. I can't do two two or three. We'll tell you why. How many does it take for you? Dude, I don't know. (laughs) I don't. It just depends, bro. You need, first of all, you need to drink some fiber every night. Dude, I. And that will stop. If you knew how much fiber and water intake that my diet has changed to, Mm. you wouldn't have said that to me just now. I'm going to need proof. So offended. (laughs) Proof's in the pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your pudding (laughs) drop. Anyway, shut it down. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my god! Oh you my guys want to go with me and Joker Thursday? <clears throat> uh, I, uh, actually, I, I got two people it. going. I was thinking about it. So <laughs> let me know if you want to join. Um, oh I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is not who you probably think it is. Well, I, if I go watch it, I have to go Thursday because I got a thing Friday and a thing Saturday. I'm, well, I'm going curious. Thursday at seven. So then I would default until Sunday. Yeah, but we do need to talk about Joker. Yeah. After we watch it together, I can't wait. I reached across and touched John's hand. Oh yeah! And now something may hit the table. Soon. One of those people going might have been on the show last week. Just saying. Oh, uh, speaking of him, yeah. Um, he, I took a picture. If you remember, he was talking about like these documentaries he watches, and one of them was called Un- Unacknowledged. 
and it was about a guy. And he, he, if you remember Jeff, he said these guys are like ex military or ex high ranking, like legit. Oh, the UFO dudes. movie. Did you watch it? It was a documentary. Yeah. And it's not just about UFOs. And yes, I've watched it. And I've started, uh, I, I was, I was looking at Reynolds, uh, aluminum foil because I think I might start having to wear a f- aluminum hat. What else was it about? Uh, I don't want to spoil it too much. I didn't. I, I no, I watched it, but I'm I'm trying to think about. It was what about else. the existence of extraterrestrials, like well, yeah, like the true existence. Uh, yeah. Um, you watched Unacknowledged yeah. too. Then yeah. you don't want to wear a tin hat foil with me, thing. No, and I'll tell you why after the uh, after the show. Oh, oh, oh! It was blatant, and I'm surprised nobody notices it. Oh, okay. It was blatant. Blatant. So I'm dumb. Nope. <laughs> That's no one. I'm, I'm not suggesting that You're none totally of this dumb. has any validity. Right. I'm suggesting that the tone. Oh, the tone was totally. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Was incredibly one sided. Was it like as as most documentaries and they, are? And I was going to say that. Yeah. And they did this. That kind of tone. <laughs> yes, like to the nth degree. Yes, like we're was, doing we're doing like uh, unsolved mysteries or something. It like was that. just it was like that for real. John um, was just well, a can, man I driving mean, I can his tell car. You, <laughs> yeah. I can, like when whenever they're talking about or showing presidents, it is always Clinton, Obama, and Jimmy Carter who are laughing and carrying on with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. When they talk about the Republican presidents, yeah, they always have this sinister thing going. Oh, or it was the president. What was Dick Cheney doing? Right. How is he consolidating all this power? I, you're, you're exactly right. It was just I'm like, what are you? What? It, it was definitely leaning a certain way. I also but thought I don't even know why they needed to do that to because, have an effective documentary. But because about what the if, matter. what That's if weird. just devil's advocate here? What if no, no, but nope. what if John? Shut up! But what if no? That that's what I got. You, I don't, it even it even you have to admit it got a little wacky. It even yeah. it even presumed that the reason that JFK got offed was because he was asking too many questions. Seriously, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of a stretch. But again, <laughs> the band. What the, if it's not? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just asking the question, not because I'm on hey, team, man. you know, conspiracy. No, I get you. But what if, you know, all of us who are on this side saying that's completely loony? It's compelling. What if not it's not? It that would be the crazy. Like, what if it came out? That'd be the craziest <laughs> thing ever. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I watched it one night, uh, part of it because it was, it was like a two-hour thing. And but one night it caught me as I'm kind of at home and everybody's asleep. And mm-hmm. I got a little scared watching it, a little freaky. Yeah. I don't know why, because you know, I was like, "Was it alien gonna come knock on my door?" What was it? Jimmy Carter <clears throat> called up the uh, head of the CIA, which at the time was George Herbert Walker Bush, and said, "I want access to H-W, these." H.W. Chris, <laughs> I got it. I knew who he was. I want say. access to these files on UFOs in Area Fifty One. And George H.W. Bush, the sinister person that he was, said, "No, uh, yeah, not you today. Have it, not today." <laughs> um. Well, and uh, we and we wonder about our unconscious bias, because <laughs> I, I, we see stuff like that. I remember I finished it and I went, uh, huh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, huh. Um, I don't I don't remember anything else I watched this week other than that. I I was a busy boy. I was we and it feels like forever. I was just sitting here. It feels like forever since we recorded because we recorded um, technically on a Monday last week on oh, a yeah. Monday. Yeah, so it's it's, it's been a it while. It's been one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we watched some football. Got to say that, Chris. Well, I didn't. Yeah, your team, uh, team you like to root for. I'm sorry. Off. I supported my football team. Someone else threw their players under the bus. A player. And we don't need to go there right now. He that, had the best. Hey, who uh, led the team in rushing? 
I don't, I don't care, Chris. What's happening? I don't care. Someone, some people wanted to talk about eye tests, and the fun part was as soon as they started saying all this, like I, they started busting long no, run. It still didn't impress me. Didn't impress me. Okay. I don't know what you're talking. You don't okay. need to. This was supposed to be a private conversation. Okay. Okay. Shh. I'm not mad about it. Do I look mad about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Yeah, we dominate. We look good too. Yeah. Um, you got uh, um Clemson on the other hand. I I don't know. I still I still think it's early in the year, and you don't really know who's who. I got to say, one of the more convincing wins this year so far was Georgia beating Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, there is a caveat to that because both times they played, like you pointed out, they've been home games for Georgia or Chris pointed that out, mm. but Georgia still beat them. I, I think that the Auburn game coming up this weekend, going into Florida is going to be a good game. Um, I gotta be honest. I was, that's, little, that's a big game that's because, a big game, yeah. you know, this is the kind of game historically that, uh, Auburn finds a way to mess up. Like, I think everyone's mm-hmm. going in, everyone's thinking like going into this week, I, you know, Florida's got a backup quarterback. They struggled with Miami. They've struggled against Kentucky. Uh, you could argue both those games they didn't deserve to win, but they did. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, Auburn found a way to get through Oregon and since then has started to look stronger and stronger, yeah. right? And, like, you're going, oh, wow, yeah, they're going to go into Gainesville and just dominate because they've got all the momentum. This is typically like some of those years when Auburn isn't on the trajectory of a national championship appearance or something or an SEC championship. This is where they fall off. Like out of nowhere, they go into Gainesville and they lose like 28 to 14 or something. I don't and see it. Like, I really don't. They got a great defensive line. Yeah, so, they, yeah. their defense is pretty strong. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of I'm in a I'm in a uh, thing at work where we guess our or who's going to win week to week. And there's just a lot of teams out there that I'm not really sold on. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. I really don't. There's it's fun, though. There's more parity this year. Yeah. And I like that. Like, Ohio State looks great. Uh, Jalen and Oklahoma look great. Alabama looks great. Georgia looks great. I mean, LSU might yeah. have the second best quarterback in the nation drafted this year. I mean, that don't act like that's not a possibility now, right? I guess. Um, he's like 6'5 and throws a country mile, man. A country mile. <laughs> a country even, mile. Even like... Uh, That's approximately 2.4 kilometers. <laughs> even teams like Wisconsin are sitting on the edge and you're like, you know what? If they didn't turn the ball over and their defense showed up and they just ran clock with Jonathan... Uh, It'd be Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. I was like, they could beat some teams in one shock. I mean, that's the big game this weekend, Ohio and... Uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin? Yeah. I believe they play. Or someone... Are you sure, buddy? No, wait, no. Wisconsin's playing... I thought they were playing someone big this weekend. Maybe I'm thinking of last weekend with Michigan. Know. I don't know, bro. When they just dismantled that. It was two weekends ago. Yeah. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. I don't know. I really don't. Scott Frost, I know, is not right. I was going to bring that up, but um, if Scott, if you pay attention to college football, you just figured when he got hired in Nebraska, year two was going to be the year. <laughs> Isn't that right, Chris? Yeah, they all think that. <laughs> well, he's, he's, his record has showed that, you know? I think it's just going to, yeah, it's going to take a long time with that team. I don't know. Because it's like, it's Why not like it? he's in a small conference and it's not like he's in some sexy location, right? But he's in he's Nebraska. In, he's in the middle of Nebraska, a team that used to be a great powerhouse, right? But has not literally Dude. been relevant in 20 plus you years. You say that, but then Kirby goes into Georgia and... 
immediately but, makes an impact. But yeah, the difference is, is that like Georgia's like one of the top three states for recruiting. They've never had a problem uh, getting uh, players there. They never had a problem. And it wasn't like when he came in, like Georgia was anywhere where Nebraska is, right? They had been to an SEC championship in the past decade. They had been. I thought uh, Nebraska had been into a Big Ten championship. They never, they've never been to a Big Ten championship because remember they used to be in the Big Twelve. Well, you would agree that Georgia's recruiting game got exponentially oh, better yeah, because they sure. got an Alabama uh, coach. But they went from like where I know before. Stuff <laughs> I went, love the chime in. They went from like a team that was like top ten in recruiting to top three in recruiting. That was the difference. Kirby Maybe. Smart brought. Maybe I don't know. Um, hey, um, the Redskins still haven't won. Oh. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there real quick before yeah. we pivot. I'm going to laugh because, <laughs> uh, you know, friend of, uh, well, not, I don't know really the show, but just friend Gary is a huge Dolphins fan. Oh, and he's just convinced they're getting to it. And I was like, I'm going to laugh when my team sucks. Your, your team wouldn't because you got to win. No, no, no but I'm like, I'm going to yeah. laugh when my team sucks more and they have to pony up a bunch of draft picks to us to avoid us like trading it to. I don't know the Bengals or, or something crazy, yeah, yeah, so, Broncos. You know all these other teams that are going to want them just as much. I, I really need to get attached to an NFL team. May I suggest the terrible Redskins? <laughs> I really do. I thought you were. I thought you. Were I'm still. Team I'm Cleveland. still Cleveland Brown they won guy this weekend. Yeah, I know they're, they're doing great. Um, are they? <laughs> yeah, I think they've won like two games, lost like two games, tied yeah. a game or something. Yeah, they got like the most penalties. And... It's fine. It's fine. Baker Mayfield's awesome. John, you don't have a pro team, right? Football? No, not anything that I'm married to. It used to be, I used to be the a Niners. diehard Niners fan. Yeah. But, that was so but you do have the Dodgers having the best year they've ever had. Their winning percentage is pretty high. I think Yankees are better. Are you sure? I think they wound up winning more games, for sure. Hey, um, this just in, we got a uh, much anticipated new link for music from uh, one Mikey Florzik. Oh, Chris, Ooh. he turned us on to some bangers. So that'll be nice. I did not get that yet. Oh, oh, didn't mean to put that out there live. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he sends me so many things. I'm we could upset. be seeing Braves and Dodgers playing for the national title. Well, I'm just excited. And I was going to say this before we pivoted that it's October. Finally, it's my one of my favorite months of the year. It kicks mm-hmm. off my favorite times of the year. So uh, um, to follow up there, uh, the Dodgers did have more wins than the Yankees, but... The Astros had more wins than everyone this year, 107. So they are apparently the uh, team to beat. The I B's swear names. if I see the Astros in the World Series. Uh, uh, I hate Why? Well, Penny, I, the Astros beat the Dodgers two years ago. Yeah, they did. Red hey. Sox beat the Dodgers last year. We just could not handle the bats. But um, this is the year. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We need to get you a new chair, though. <laughs> you do it. See? It's nowhere near like yours is. I'm, I'm just going to send you I'm guys a, a link to some wooden chairs. Be like, here you go, guys. Oof. I'm a fat guy. No, you're not. You're just tall. Okay, you're- I have a big butt. <laughs> Anyways. I'm not fat and big bang. <laughs> that was a South Park reference, Chris. I know. Came back this week. He's getting a Yeah. Longest intro ever. Jeez. Right, yeah. We went a little while. You're welcome. That was free. <laughs> uh, you guys ready to do this topic? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, let's do it. <laughs> topic time. The topic is, whoa, we, that should be the topic. <laughs> uh, 
That was nice, right? Let me try that again. The topic is... <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening! We just need to film... Yeah, keep talking. We just need to film this and put it on Discord so that it fans needs, can see the arms what he and, does. Yeah. It needs to be a Jeff. Sir, it's that, completely adorable. It needs to be a Jeff. I just want a Jeff. A Jeff. <laughs> I just want to pinch your cheeks. All four. Hey, that's for you. Thanks, man. What happened? It's not for them. It's for you. The little. Uh, yeah, it's for us. Yeah. It's for here. Okay. He wouldn't yeah. do it on a live stream though. F no. So what's the topic? He just said it. I just said it. It's a. It's you a, should. You should learn. It's awakening, John. The shirt you have on today, for God's <laughs> sakes. Hey, Sean. Hey. There has been an awakening. Do you? That was pretty nice. That was not a sound effect. Have you felt it? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's like really good. Like there's no buttons being pushed right now. Yeah, John's rocking a. Uh, we we go in. What do we go into? Uh, oh, we went in the GameStop. We had a John and Sean excursion uh, for their pre-order of um, Ghost Recon. And uh, did you pre-order it? No. You're not even remotely interested. Not at all. Gosh. I'm gonna be playing Destiny too. That's right, listeners. I asked Jeff if he was getting it. He goes, No. <laughs> he goes, Why would I get that? So you I guess might, I'm just a soloer. Maybe. Chris was Chris supposed to play it. He, he was supposed to play it with you. Maybe. We'll see. Would you prefer I you get it? You literally asked me this earlier. No, I, today. I just that's what I just said. Yeah. Would you prefer I get it on Xbox? I don't care. I was gonna say it's a little too late if you do. It's not too late. You can probably switch it out when you get Seven there. days. I'm sure. <laughs> Why are you counting the days in your head You're right not now? Getting the digital version. <clears throat> no, I, I'm trying to do the trade-ins and save money until things start to move. Do you have to? Do I have to what? I know what you meant by when things start to move, but until you have to no longer buy physical copies. Because one day we're not going to be able to buy physical copies. John. <laughs> What's going on? Probably by the end of the year. <laughs> I really don't think so, but we shall yeah. see. But yeah, um, this this was a game that, and, and talking to John, he he previously played, like probably many people have, um, but this was a title that when it came out originally, I did not play. So this is my first I, time ever. I played it on a DX, a DX emulator. Yeah, I, I well, <laughs> I played this when it first came out. I, I did not own a Game Boy, mm. so I didn't play it when it first came out. I played it. Um, when it came out in 98 as I think Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX I think was the name of the game um, you know that was the name of the game I don't know actually you can check on it and show everybody Legend right of Zelda I, Link's Awakening DX DX yeah. yes that was the name okay, of the game okay see there you go I was right so that's the one I played that's the one I played too yeah it was good I just remember there was a big egg there is a big egg that was a little weird and yet you woke up from a dream yeah. Well, um, the, John, we're gonna, probably going to hit that theme a few times, I think. We're going to hit it hard. Um, John and I, to, to get to GameStop that day, to rewind a little bit, um, I was in the midst of a pretty long session of playing. Um, I was finally playing the game. It did take me a minute to want to get into it, and John and I were talking about uh, that. And, and uh, just kind of like how John mentioned that it took him a while to get into Call of, uh, not Call of Duty, but uh, Gears of War. Uh, but when I finally got into it, it's it really is a, a pleasant little game to play. It, it's, oh, it's so just a precious little gem. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm in the midst <laughs> of a, a gaming session, and I called John. I forget why I called you. Oh, because you you te- you were online and you texted me. Do I like it? Mm-hmm. So I texted you to kind of give you the update on where I was, and and uh, I hinted that I was hungry. 
John um, hung up the phone to realize that he was also hungry. So then I got a text from John. It was adorable. And it said, do you want to go eat lunch with me? And I said, of course I do. Um, it's, like, it's, it's like, do you think he likes me? Should I ask him? Oh. So we went, <laughs> we went and got some food and then went over to the GameStop. Um, John pre-orders that game. And then we're looking, um, all GameStops have t-shirts and, and other, you know, memorabilia and things you can buy now. They have some pretty cool shirts. I picked up a PlayStation uh, logo shirt, kind of like a different alt version of the classic cross circle yeah. triangle. <laughs> um, see what I did there? That was nice. That was correct. Yeah. And uh, what, what was the other shirt I got? Do you remember? No. I got yeah. two. Oh, I got the Mario Kart yeah. 16-bit oh, shirt. That shirt was rad. Yeah. It's, it's, was it a blend? Yeah, it was. both shirts were a blend. And I'm real big on that because for some reason mm-hmm. at my house, when I wash shirts... And they're 100% cotton, not even if they're pre-washed, they shrink to the size of, you know, like an American doll. Um, John's <laughs> like, I don't care. F that noise. So he picks up the Zelda shirt that looks amazing. I don't care. I'll lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he rocks it today, which is which is very fitting Stop. for sure. Um, it is kind of fitting. Yeah, it looks it was, really good on you. He good. walks in and he goes, what are we covering today, guys? <laughs> He's holding his chest out. These stupid links on That's his That's called shirt. a dad joke. <laughs> But um, yeah, I I have I had no idea of the premise of the game. Um, I knew there was a big egg, obviously from the box art on top of a mountain somewhere. There's a Ganon. I knew that Link, Link it's he woke up because the game's called Link's Awakening. Um, but the game starts off very, you know, very chilly. You're on a beach and you gotta wake up. Yeah, this is one. Of, it's if, palm trees. To me, Majora's Mask mm. is to the consoles what Link's Awakening is to the handhelds. It's a very it's a, it's an offshoot of the of the main premise of the Legend of Zelda series. It's weird, it's wacky. There's a there's kind of a um, there's <laughs> there's kind of a Twin Peaks vibe to it. It's just a lot of things going on where you can tell that this is primarily about a dream because in a dream things just don't happen that make logical sense. Kind of the way this thing, but things in this world that you know i don't know we we don't have to spoil shouldn't be there mm. an egg sitting on top of a mountain shouldn't be a thing tell you know, that, that to mario stuff. too exactly <laughs> uh, i like how you said that and was leaving there um there's even it's it's it, it's super cool because you do get the vibe that is he dreaming did he did, did he crash a ship and he's kind of knocked out somewhere and he's dreaming um because at one point there's even a dungeon not a dungeon i don't even think it's called a dungeon it's it's a dream thing you go into like you crawl into a bed to go do a thing mm-hmm. but it's a dream within a dream a dream within a dream dream a little dream was a great movie back in the day <laughs> just saying wow yeah that's a throwback huh saw that one in the theater bro um but yeah uh the the one thing that i immediately remembered that i love and and john i think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna agree with me because you already have prior to recording today was that you we don't know that. we love the the top down look the classic Zelda top down classic look right yeah if they never I love Breath of the Wild probably one of my favorite games of all time but if you stopped making 3D Zelda games and you stuck with the top down perspective mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me at all I just I think my favorite Zelda game of all time is a toss up between <laughs> now <laughs> Breath of the Wild Wind Waker. And then a link to the past, which I just have a special place in my little blood valve chamber I keep, for. I keep waiting for them to remake that. 
Well, after this, it feels like they need to. After this, if they do this, mm-hmm. just follow this formula mm-hmm. for Link to the Past. Go for it. Yeah. I don't, have you ever played Link to the Past? Sparsely. Okay. Sparsely, sparsely. However, you're supposed to say it. Well, now you can play it. Yeah. On the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. yeah. Because that Go that, for it. that dropped. Um, but also remember, I have the actual system with the game. Like oh, I, have, yeah. I have the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need a stupid app on a system. To go play it. Um, I, I love it. It's it's so refreshing to have that top down simple perspective. Um it it, it 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 has that way where you can you still feel like you're immersed. It's not like old school Grand Theft Auto, like how it used to be t- completely top down. I miss that. You know, um this this has almost like a, a peak, like you can have Link turn around and look at you. You hear his little shield or his sword or something hitting on him when he's running, you hear that little noise and it's just super cool to the, the entire the way they the way that, that they they redid the world and literally made it come alive with with color and music and atmosphere, um, but it's still packaged in that little like overhead view. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I went back over the weekend and played a little bit of the original Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. and I was completely. It, it it made me love this game even more because it, it is almost verbatim. Um, section per section per section of the map is virtually identical. That's so cool. I mean, there's not, I mean, even the, the, the sparse little details of grass, blades of grass are there in the, in the remade version of this game. And you have to respect the fact that the game was so perfect then that there was really, you know, I, I would say very, the, 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 the thing held so well on its own mm-hmm. that only very minor tweaks and quality of life enhancements mm. were given to this version of the game. The dungeons are the same. The locations are the same. Um, you know, there might be the occasional tweaks here and there, but this is fundamentally the game that you played in 1993. And as so much as if you've never played the original game at this point, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend going back to it because it hasn't necessarily aged very well. This is all you need. You're, this is really all you need. I thought it was love that all you need. <laughs> they say that. Um, to, I guess to get my, my palette ready for this game, we played Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't get into that. I it, love that it, game. That game, is, it was so cool with, with Cadence on or Cadence off. Um but like I said, that was kind of like a, a really brief appetizer for when I got this game. Yeah. Um, it it's it so, got you vibing in that old school feels for of sure, a, but with a you very unique uh, gameplay element. I uh, I couldn't wait because uh, watching the E3 this past June and, and this was one of their their highlighted areas in the Nintendo area, the Nintendo booth. Um, I remember watching it and they were going over the section for Link's Awakening, and you could tell the. They had the little amiibo. They had not the amiibos, but they had the 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 thing set up, and you could see the artwork that they were going to use in the game now. And that that style, that like shiny, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but the the way the trees have like that sheen to them, and yeah. and the world does. I, I couldn't wait to get contrast. my hands on the um, well, not contrast. The way but, the colors just simply popped. Yeah, it's like it's like nourishment for your eyeballs. It's so it's so great and HDR. I. I <laughs> I, I put on, I put there on, uh, I think it was Twitter where I, I walked up and saw, I finally, like it's close to where I'm, I'm going to pick up the game and I see the Link's Amiibo, like Link's Amiibo. 
um, for this game. And I saw like what I saw on that E3 stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. I, I went home and showed everybody. I was like, look how cute. And everybody's like, oh my God, he's so cute. You know, cause it, that's what it is. It's like a very cute kind of adorable, um, I don't gloss. I don't know how to describe it unless you see it on your system. It looks great too when you hook it up to your TV. Yeah. It's um, like, it's like doing Toon Link or something without doing Toon Link. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it does. Only, yeah. and I, it's cause I know the visual. Um, it, it, I, I gotta say this too. I, I want to go ahead and give it a slight. I, I don't like waiting to the end to give a knock on a game because I know we're going to probably talk more good about it. But I did notice if you're ready to bring up one of the things that people are kind of talking about, it was very surprising. Um, I didn't expect to have, um, kind of a refresh rate issue on certain parts of the game. Yeah. Um, like the frame rate would dip. The, the frame rate would dip a little bit. Chris, even when I walked in today, said, are y'all going to bring that up? And I said, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, you know, I kind of stayed away from it. You know, I, I was, I saw the scores. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not surprising. I'll, I'll get that at some point. But uh, then, like, yeah, I saw an article on it because I guess Digital Foundry actually went and tried to figure out what the heck is going What's, on. What is that They for? couldn't explain they, it. Yeah, they couldn't explain yeah. it. I was just like, that's so weird you know it is my assumption was had they had they gone for you know in the original link to the past original zelda game when you go to the edge of the square it simply pans to the next area yeah it's loading it in well this is all just one seamless movement through the entire map and i'm guessing sandal whatever you're as far as that that's the problem What do you think? I said anecdotal. <laughs> oh, it, it is anecdotal, but it makes sense. I'm, I'm thinking if had they just said, no, we'll just keep it square yeah, yeah. by square, they may have not had that problem. I don't know. Or maybe if they it, had just not, decided to do 30 frames. Like, that was the thing, because it seems like it, that's where it dips down to, and you're wondering, maybe this game wasn't trying to always run at 60. No, it doesn't run at 60 at all. Oh, I thought that's what they said no, they were targeting. It, 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 it's supposed to run at 30, and it dips oh. down to like it dips down to as low as 16 frames per second. Oh, dang. And there's times where it's very, very noticeable, but it was never to hmm. the point where it ruined a moment of gameplay for me. That's it. Didn't, a, it didn't, exactly. It didn't punish me. I'm not saying it didn't punish somebody at some point, Yeah. yeah. but I didn't, it didn't get me into trouble. You're just seeing it chug just a little bit. Chug, yeah. huh, why are we chugging right now? This Which is, is on funny a- to me. Cause if it, if you know, if a system like this can run Wolfenstein, "Quote unquote," right? At two, why is it having at, such a problem? Which Brent, is which is why, wild. yeah, yeah, which is why I found the frame rate dip on the digital foundry thing so yeah. interesting that they couldn't figure out why necessarily it was dipping like that. Somewhere in the language, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> in in preparation of of getting ready to play the game, though, I did I did look at a couple of YouTube videos mm-hmm. that just happened to be on my feed, and one of them was about the infamous claw game. <laughs> <laughs> So if you've played the yeah. original, you know what Claw Game is. And if you've ever been to... like, I a, laughed when I saw this. I was like, well, yeah, it's realistic now. Well, <laughs> Which I, is a good thing. Which probably. is so funny. I, I, I dominated Claw Machine. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with yeah. that. Um, one of the... I, one, I'm going to say this. this. If you want to call this a spoiler, call it a spoiler. The first thing that when you go into Claw Game in your... It's, I think it's Mabe Village. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Yoshi doll sitting there. So there's yeah. integration of possible other things right well technically sean the game is over 25 years old so yeah. you're not yeah. not spoiling it but um that may or may Fair. not indicate that there may may or may not be integration of other games within this game i mean if, if we're going on the thesis that this is a dream which i don't know about yeah, you. it's completely <clears throat> for a zelda game it's completely wacky 
I mean, yeah, you did say that, right? The cameos, the things that you see in this world that don't belong in this world. It's, 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 it's a complete dream because in your mind, the characters, you know, when people dream, they say that the things that you see in your dream are completely in relation to what you have in your reality. They're not an exact match of your reality, but for example, uh, what's the, what's the girl's name? I mean, the moment he, the moment he wakes up from his bed, he looks at her and says, Zelda. Right. But, oh, it's Marin. Marin's your name. And she goes, no, who's Zelda? Right. I mean, you know, if you, you know, that's supposed to resemble Zelda. It does. You know, there's even a a scene at one point where maybe you need, you need her. It's one of the most, uh, I think, poignant and beautiful scenes of the game so far. Ooh, poignant. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of a girl. Yeah. Um, what? that did YouTube videos. Her name was Nintendo Fangirl. Mm-hmm. She's she's yeah pretty, pretty tight with Nintendo. And uh, over the weekend, she complete she completed it and said that she cried. So I can't wait to see oh. my reaction towards the end because I I don't know I I don't know. All I know is every once in a while, this owl comes up to me and he goes, "You're you're doing great. You got to go here next." Um, I went to a place I wasn't supposed to go, and he goes, "Hey." You probably don't need to go here next, but when you do, you got to be ready for this. Isn't it funny though, with the owl and certain instruments in the game that this game predates Ocarina of Time? Oh, that's funny you say that because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought to myself when when I um uh is that, can we, predates it by five years. And but yeah, but there's a story about this game is actually quite interesting. Four or five years, it's where um. The, the developers were making A Link to the Past and they were, you know, always talking about sequels when they're doing this process. And one of the developers, I can't remember his name, just wanted to just throw everything at something, you know, and see what stuck. And he was interested in making a game that broke traditional rules of a Zelda game, kind of like how Zelda 2 does and Majora's Mask does. It's a guy named Miyamoto. No, it wasn't him actually. <laughs> Not that developer. No one else worked on it. It's just Miyamoto. <laughs> yeah. He makes all the games. <laughs> he really signs off on them, let's be honest. He made it Bayonetta 2. <clears throat> I get a check? Cool. Do it. But this game was experimental. It was just something that people were that people were toying with. It was never really meant to be something that was going to come out. But Miyamoto got a look at it. And he kept encouraging the process, keep messing around with it. Not necessarily I'm releasing this, but I want you to keep, you know, toying with it, doing things with it. And that's really how it saw the light of day. And, you know, it's really amazing that people don't think of Nintendo, particularly back then, as a company who delved from tradition. Right. But if you look at them a little bit more closely under the microscope, you know that they would do it at least occasionally. With Super Mario, see, Super Mario Brothers 2. That was when they were doing it the most, really. In a way, yeah. Yeah, they were doing some stuff. They were just... Yeah. being real wacky with it before they got <clears throat> integrated into their full yeah. traditions after afterwards then it became okay well this is why we were successful how do we reiterate that yeah, yeah. Uh, i i i want to point out though as wacky as this game is and how um there are characters that kind of don't fit it all it all works mm-hmm. because there is still a ton of of everything you love about a zelda game in it um, one of the things that I found just kind of, of course, really enjoying is the di- the different musical themes that go out, the different versions of the Link or the Zelda songs that you're used to in all the other games. Um, really, really, really quite charming and fantastic. I love it. I'm currently stuck on a 
you've completed the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm currently stuck on the uh, dungeon, um, and John just looks at it and he's like, "Hey, you should probably go up there and check that out." Did you see that? I hate John for knowing all the stuff, but he, he technically has already played the game before he played the game. You know? Yeah. One of the things about these dungeons <clears throat> that are particularly interesting is most other dungeons, like when Link to the Past in the original Zelda game, they have levels, yeah. different floors. Like yeah. in the last dungeon of both Link to the Past and the original Zelda. The thing's like eight levels high, or maybe more. With the exception, I think for pretty much everything, this is a this these are one level dungeons, but they're every bit as complex and dense as those other ones because they have these staircases and these situations where it puts you into a platformer setting, much like much like you are with Mario. And one of the key features, it's crazy, yeah. One of the key features of this game that was completely unique and unusual to the series at the time was a power up, which is funny when you think about it, a power up that gives you the skill to jump. It's like, if you deactivate the power up, you can't jump anymore. <laughs> right. Logically doesn't make much sense, but it works for the game. I've, uh, I, I've not, I've, <clears throat> I've trying to imagine that in the real world. Yeah. Wait, I don't have, how? I don't have what? my feather anymore. I can't, no. I can't I, do I don't it. understand before this game could, could link jump, uh, in, in Zelda two, he could jump. Because Zelda 2 was a platformer. I didn't know. I've never played Zelda 2. A lot of people don't talk about Zelda 2. I love that game. It is so unique. Yeah. And that's why you... And you and I are liking that aspect where... We're nothing alike, Sean. In that aspect (laughs) that we like the unique things in life. Very much so. You know how this guy is. Um, He's like tradition. Yeah, he's totally... Um, You guys love Nintendo. We're fanboys. Yeah. Yeah. 100. We are. You're uh, built on tradition. That's right. <laughs> Whatever, Bill Gates. Um, <laughs> w- while we're on the topic of dungeons, you, 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 you actually dabbled, I think, slightly with the one of the marketing things they, that they really pushed was that we could create our own dungeons for your friends to play. But there is a caveat to that, which I think is one of your other slight knocks on the game. Am I correct in that assumption? Very correct. All right. Mm-hmm. There's a thing with the there's a dungeon creator and Miyamoto pretty much asked the developers to come up with some sort of implementation where like Mario Maker you are building levels but in this case you're building um dungeons and there's it, it is not even remotely as technical or robust ha as yeah. as Mario Maker is even the first one it's just kind of a bare bones thing. Hey, this is something that we just threw in there. It's fun, you know. Give it a try. Go see what. But you, you can, can tell it's an experimentation for something for sure. that they're definitely working on. Yeah. Or I can see them have different versions of from the original Zelda to the Link's Link between Worlds art style to the Four Swords art style stuff, mm-hmm. where you can build your own Hyrule, you can build your own dungeons and things like that. I feel like they're Nintendo as a company. I feel like with all their core properties, they're probably aiming to put some sort of level creator in every game. Yeah. For if sure. not Maybe. have a full blown, <laughs> like I would imagine the next Mario Kart will have some sort of level creator for tracks. Well, they would be so cool. One of the most <clears throat> memorable experiences for me on level creation dates all the way back to excite bike. Yeah. Like yeah, that was right. Like, that was one of the funnest things I ever did. Five hundred drums. Yeah, just all the jumps and speed ups. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one is pretty bare bones. It's pretty yeah. basic. I would say it's not. It's not really that fun. Um, there's nothing interesting like about it creator, per se. Right. 
yeah, you got to have that yeah. mindset. But it's definitely worth doing for a certain amount of time because you get some benefits to doing it. Well, that's good. Up to a certain point. Oh, really? There's things you go in, you get rewards for doing these certain things. There's like a mini game around it. Yeah. Now that you have to get through to get this power up, this power up, this power up, things like that. So it's beneficial for you to do it. I just wouldn't, I don't think it's something that people are going to find themselves spending a lot of time in. It's just they, really not um, that good. I take it you can go out there and like search and like, oh yeah, here are the most popular ones. No. Yeah, no? Yeah. Um, so that's, here, that's the sole, yeah. that is the sole function of that adorable and precious amiibo. amiibo. Uh, so you have to get the amiibo to do it. If there's any, if there's any reason to keep Ew. one amiibo in its package, mm. it's this one. The only way to do, the only way to share your levels with other people is I go over to Sean's house, I scan my amiibo to his switch, and he can play my. Oh, amiibos. that sucks. That's I don't how like that works. That. No, it's completely antiquated. Yeah, it's it's like, completely antiquated. If you're gonna do that in, the, in today's world, I, I don't understand how you don't put that online yeah i just that it i don't know if they maybe they just didn't have enough confidence in yeah. the variety of options that the dungeon was doing to make it something shareable online sure they were just like here's a thing but it's that's interesting case, and then, it is yeah. it is interesting because you look at it but unfortunately all you see is the potential of what it can be uh -huh. and that's about it that sucks yeah Boo. it's pretty bare bones yeah so that's definitely yeah. With the frame rate and that, I mean, those are definitely the knocks. two biggest knocks. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I can't, I can't really speak to the knock on the dungeon creator. I, I, I've been so focused on just enjoying the world, and uh, you know, not trying to fall in holes and stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just all that stuff. Just I was, I completely actually forgot about the dungeon creator because yeah. once I hit create game, start game, I load it up and You're go. Play Zelda. Yeah, I, Zelda. I put yeah. I put going to the dungeon creator off for a long time. I know you. You I told think, me you did it for the show, though, right? For the show, yeah, I did it for the show when I wanted to get certain things that Dompe gives you. I need to know what those are. I mean, are it, they worthwhile? Yeah, I think so. Whoa, when John, I mean, it's just you know it. I, I'm in, in the Legend of Zelda series. I don't want to spoil it for don't, you. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. Um, I will say that I'm not rocking a green tunic right now. Uh oh. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. What'd you go with? I went with blue. Okay. Uh oh. That's respectable, huh? Very good choice. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Look no, 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 no. Not not Breath of the Wild. Just blue. <laughs> but his is blue. He he blue. It is. He it's in my, on my game, his is not blue. I'll tell you that much. So the, <laughs> one of the things that I think is a credit to this game, if you think about it, you know, it was made for the Game Boy, so they had to give you the feel of what link between <laughs> keep getting this confused link to the past was mm. but because of the limitations of the handheld they had to condense the world so the map is comparatively i would say 30 to 40 percent smaller mm -hmm. than a link to the past and the 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 map is a very cramped space it i mean oh, and i don't and i don't mean that negatively mm. They, there's so much dense stuff in this world to do. I'm amazed at how much, how much quest items they they have, power ups that they have, things to do in this world in such a tight, tightly compact space. And you know how much I like tightly compact spaces, Sean. Yeah, they're the actual best spaces in the world. Absolutely, it's gonna fit. What? Yep. What? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, shoving dog off so, the Yeah, I mean, the, the game is it's beautiful, it's vibrant, it's, I mean, adorable. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I want them to uh, do everything in their power to remake Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages. Um, I've played those. The Minish Cap, which is probably Dude. my favorite handheld Dude. Zelda. I would That's love the Minish Cap to be remastered. Dude. Do them all. But do... but. But do, do Legend of Zelda. Do the original. I've yeah, that's the one that's I would also love to do that. That's one has been like baffling me. I'm like, how are they not with all the great ones they've done? I'm like, how have they yeah. not played homage to the original? Because it would be cool to take the original map and everything and go back and be like, okay, where where we went today? Like uh, as far as where Zelda is now, what would it be like if we were just starting out this series again yeah. and that would be fun and fun fact this particular link is mm. the most prevalent link in the series he has as far as his look yeah he, well he has four games he's mm. the same link in a link to the past he's mm. the same link in awakening and he's the same link in oracle of seasons and ages um so this timeline is probably like one of my favorite like actual timelines i think i think you're there is something about this game um, it, it you, if you read online, it's you, relaxing for one. It's relaxing. It's fun. It's 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 like comfortable, um, but engaging. It's it's everything that you didn't even realize you missed about a Zelda game. Um, it's I just I love it so much. Hmm. Um, I, I I when I get to a Richard, it's going to be a hard time to not give it a ten. I got to oh, be honest. Dang. Because is it Richard time? No, I, I don't think oh. it, it's almost time. I think, but it's. I'm really sitting here debating on how because it does. It, it's one of those things that, with its imperfections, it it makes it so so perfect because it's exactly what it needs to be. Okay, um, John, it, what are those right there, John? What is that in your hand? Just some some John, minor John. thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah. A little bit of notes. He forgets it's not, things. It's not a lot. Okay. No, I just of, I needed that. Yeah. The the thing. One of the things that it, I mean, I mentioned um, quality of life improvements on this game. In the Game Boy game, you could not have, you know, you could not walk up to an area, realize you didn't have enough power ups to access the area. Mm. Well, you can stamp this one with your. You can have a. There's a stamp system for your map, so you can mark the space on the map and know you have to go back for something. So you, it helps you remember things. Um, this game is all about losing. I mean, you pretty much lose nothing that you had in the original Link's Awakening, but you're just gaining um, a whole lot more. This is this is this is a this is the definition of a masterclass of remaking a game for the better. And I think Nintendo has a pretty darn good track record of remastering um, their games, but now. You know who know who knew that perhaps two of mm -hmm. my favorite games this year, both of them were complete from top to bottom remakes. So you heard it here, folks. John's 2020 uh, game of the year is the Final Fantasy VII remake coming. No out. doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> He's not even going to know he likes Final Fantasy until yeah. he plays that game. My guy, Sephiroth. Have you seen Sephiroth? <laughs> I mean, the, what, they they remake Metroid. Uh, Metroid 2. Yeah. Um, in a completely brilliant way. They remake Wind Waker. I mean, they don't remake it. They completely remastered it and 
fundamentally yeah. improve things that were chief complaints. Nintendo's just has a good track record of improving on what they've done before because what they've done before is so solid. Yeah. There's not a lot they have to change about it. It's like, hey, what are people doing now that like is good for games that we mm. didn't have back then? Yeah. Cool, put that in there. <laughs> yeah. But you can appreciate I think doing things like this to beloved titles, you know, because preserving games is something that's only now people are starting to care about. Yeah. Because the because the industry is becoming more respected, more recognized, right. things like that. The way you archive movies mm. and you have the AFI, the Film Institute, who takes these films and remasters them and improves on them and makes them, you know, George it's, Lucas's cut for the original Star Wars trilogy. It is like it's unique because like where when you do have movies and things like that outside of something like Star Wars, right? Like most of it it's still overwhelmingly the original product, right? And yeah. games are the one thing because it is technology and code base that as time goes on, you know, if you're not from that generation, it just becomes increasingly hard to sell the generate the new generation to go back. So I'm all for that. Like, you know, yeah. I don't have a problem with like Capcom doing resident evil two or whatever. I'm just like, please, for the love of God, don't make this the only thing you're doing is drawing on this yeah. like, I don't. I don't remember. And exactly, Nintendo does both. I don't remember exactly what series it was, but I think it's like the original Mega Man. Um, Capcom. It would be very difficult to remake Capcom um, Mega Man's original, yeah. the original game, because they don't even have the code anymore. Mm. They lost. Doesn't exist. Well, I mean, it exists, but they don't. It's know. somewhere. Yeah. But I I'll don't just, know what one plus it, it two might not is. be Mega Man, but it was a yeah. There was a uh, it's prevalent title. And, and was, like for instance, you think of there are a bunch of great titles, especially like I think we are a little bit we're spoiled because we're from the generation that had because of the way graphics were done back then. Yeah. They're easy to keep up, right? But now we are moving because of 3D animation. We're moving this thing where like yeah, guess what? Final Fantasy is like twenty years old. You tell someone to go play Final Fantasy VII for uh, the first time now, the original, and they've never seen Ugh. it before. They're going to be like, well, what is this some, garbage? You go play GoldenEye, 007. Yeah. No. You tell someone to go watch Citizen Kane. Yeah. Everybody who t who sees Citizen Kane today will tell you that movie movie's crap. It's a lie. What, what I would not happened? tell you that. What's Citizen Kane? Yeah. What, what just happened? See, Charles, Citizen not, Kane. Why is he looking just at But me? that is the thing. Like, yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're a huge film buff you can put that on right and you'll understand like its importance mm -hmm. and get and all that yeah you can but, understand fundamentally the importance of the film and why it was so groundbreaking exactly but for pound as a movie itself a lot of people watch that movie today and go i don't like this <laughs> so <laughs> i like it i've never seen it yeah so very depressing yeah i don't want to be very depressed. very depressing not missing a thing mm -hmm. Um, just watch Star Wars. <laughs> but again, there's another thing you could put on today, mm -hmm. right? And people still connect with it. Yeah. And that's... Except that's, my wife. I don't nah, get it. Your wife. Why am cool, I supposed I to believe that this empire is somehow evil? Just because the movie simply... We what if they're rebel no, we bad guys? that a little bit, like where a uh, former host on the show, Chris, like he was that way with Star Wars, right? Where he's like... I watched all these things inspired by Star Wars first. So when someone finally shows it, I'm like, I don't get why this is a big deal. And you're like, no, you don't seem to understand. This didn't exist before this, you know, or like it wasn't in he's that listening. kind of, you know, no, it's not. 
Yeah, he's not. He doesn't listen. He is <laughs> so gone. Um, that's it. I I wonder if because we're talking about Star Wars, does that mean it's it's Richard? <laughs> it might be. Yeah. It could be. So Sean's is still ten. Uh, I'm thinking about it, and for me, this is a ten for me. Okay, this game is a ten for me. Take that, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep, you got a lot to live up to in twenty twenty four. They're all weighted differently, and for different reasons, you might rate a game a certain way. But everything about this game for me is a ten. Hey. Yeah. I know where you come from. And I, I did that last week. I know. Um, <laughs> I know that. Uh, I, I believe that the issue with the frame rate. I believe a patch can fix that. And if that's really the only thing I can say about it, I'm going to give it a ten. Two days later, we don't have a unfixable patch freeze rate <laughs> issue. It's definitely better that's than bloodstained. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, I know you love the Zelda series. So, uh, what, what would you give this? Is this in the pantheon of? 10.0s in, in John's heart of Zelda's? or He loves it. I'll tell you this. He loves the game, but it's he not is, a 10 uh, for John. Folks, preview. He's shaking his head. The, the not up and down way. Yeah. yeah. He respects my 10, though. I will probably end up playing this game two or three more times by the end of the year. Oh. If I had time, but let's be honest. John would not. Um, <laughs> this game for me is, I, I, I can't overlook the idea that a complete section of the game is just not very fun. Okay. Um, the frame rate, the frame rate, I just said something else. My God. The frame rate dip. <laughs> I know what it was now. <laughs> is not a game breaker, but it's definitely just not. It's a, not all the it's time. It's not a Zelda John, game. But it's not all the time. I'm not finished. It doesn't, doesn't affect it, John. Um, he's <laughs> like, back off. <laughs> but the, but the fact that this, that this, call it a campaign. The fact that this game just, just, um, compensates for that in so many great ways, amazing ways. The characters, the environments, the level design—all there. Um, it's a it's a nine point five. Nice. You know, if you had not played those so dungeons saying- like I didn't, ten. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go dabble. Well, I finished the game. <laughs> I finished the game, and I played the dungeons. I give them one fan. You know, I forgot to bring up earlier, by the way, before we pivot to the news, what? which is awesome. So while I was playing Borderlands 3, I, I go on this quest, mm-hmm. and I'm already suspicious because of the way they're talking. I'm like, this is so fantasy-based, this stupid robot is talking. And then I start walking around, I'm like, wow, these look like mines. And then all of a sudden, they're talking about, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get <laughs> greeted, and it's going to be the greatest thing ever, and it's going to be roaring, but it looks like a crypt. And I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. And sure enough, we go... I'm trying to get her from stuff out. Sure enough, I go around the corner and there's a tomb with light shining down from, and then I check the name uh, from like, you know, the roof light is streaming in on this crypt. And sure enough, I go and I pause. I'm like, wait, what's the name of this quest? And it's called a demon in the dark. And then I, all of a sudden I'm going over a little tiny bridge <laughs> and then I kick a, a skull into a well and sure enough, who shows up but a freaking Balrog <laughs> that then shrinks down to a nog size. But it's quite hilarious. And the whole entire time while I'm shooting at everything at Chaos, there was only one thing going for through my mind. You know what that was? I now? do. I do. You <laughs> shall not pass! <laughs> yeah. But Lord, anyways, Lord of the Rings reference. I had to share that. In Borderlands. I, I, I forgot to share it earlier. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Anywho's. Uh, you guys want to do some news? 
Uh, sure. Okay. That was, wow. Way to get hype. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! It's nice. When we, re- when we really all hit it, it's one of the best things ever. Uh, starting off, because John's drinking water, The Last of Us 2 gets a release date. Called it. So, yeah, you, you did. You yeah, really did. I wasn't a hard call. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most highly anticipated games of this generation is finally getting a release date. Naughty Dog has confirmed via State of Play that the game will be released on February 21st of 2020. This game has also revealed the first look at Joel. Voiced by Troy Baker. Who had yet to be seen in previous footage of the game. The game will have four editions for pre-order. There is a standard edition, special edition, digital deluxe edition, collector's edition, and Ellie edition. Is that not five pre- editions then? Um, all can be pre-ordered now. I think digital deluxe is probably the same as special edition. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. The Ellie edition comes with a 12-inch statue of Ellie. Nice. A, re- uh, re- a recreation. A recreation <laughs> of, her, of her backpack and more. Uh, the studio confirmed that there will be no multiplayer component at launch, but gave hopes to something in the future that may or may not be necessarily tied to the game. Yeah. That was the good news for PlayStation this week. <laughs> you know, I, I thought fundamentally that they were going to stick to tradition and release this game immediately following E3, mm-hmm. like they did with the first one. When you say immediately... Immediately after E3. I'm guessing. Like the night of? The week after. (laughs) (laughs) The way it feels. And it's available now. I love those. I have a feeling that if this had maybe, maybe originally was scheduled, it might have been for right after E3 of this year. And I I think probably if you'd asked them about a year or so ago, they were probably targeting this holiday release because it would have been easily the biggest exclusive, I think out there of the three consoles right uh if it had come out um maybe but, maybe but on the other hand <clears throat> like i'm guessing this is coming out because they know it will be done and right. and they want it out before their physical year ends so it's like hey get not, it out not fiscal it. john physical physical when did uh uncharted hey, 4 came yeah. out that came out in like may of 20 20- 15? Yeah. Hey, Siri, what was 2015 the or 2016? Why can't she just answer the question? I know. Why don't you just tell me, Siri? Eh. God. I like how when you clicked it, you said, eh. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was released in May yeah. of 2016. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thanks, That's a Siri. month, right? Huh? That's a month, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know what? Also got right? Uh-uh. No. No. We'll just stick with my original pivot, which was that was the good news for Sony. Well, here's the bad news, Sean. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, that's true. This is not great news. This is not great news. I know. For, for Sony. Well, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean, uh, Sean Layden departs PlayStation. Yeah, that was, that was big. That's the big. official PlayStation Twitter account has announced that Sean Layden, the Worldwide Studios chairman, will be leaving Sony Interactive Entertainment. He has been with the company in some form since 1987, when I was seven years old. Same here. According to the tweet. Uh, according to a tweet, uh, quote, it is with great emotion that we announce that Worldwide Studios chairman Sean Layden will be departing SIE. His visionary leadership will be greatly missed. He, we wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service and 
the folding of his hands when he speaks in front of crowds. Thanks for everything, Sean. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. Layden first joined the company as a member of its corporate communications department. Hey. Later becoming president of Sony Computer Entertainment Japan in 2007. Japan. It's often rare for a uh, corpcom professional to transition from a C-suite job into a CEO job like that. I don't like corporate lingo, John. <clears throat> I don't like it either. Corpcom. C-suite. C-suite. Sounds so pretentious, <laughs> doesn't it? It really does. I'm, I, I will say, I'm not surprised that he is it's leaving. It's not surprising. But I am surprised that it's now. Tell me I, more. Usually, you know. Oh, you want to oversee the launch like Jack Tritton did? Yeah, like even. Jack you know, Tritton, Sean. Was I, I, I know that name dropped. Jack lot, Tritton's a god. A lot, <laughs> of, a lot of times, like when these, uh, when someone becomes a CEO of a gaming company like this, one of these platforms, like that's what they do. They, they come out, they oversee a generation, they get the next one ready. They come out, they roll it out, and then usually, you know, after the initial main push is done, that's when you bow out because it's like, hey, we're not working on the next thing really yet. We're just thinking about it. Um, we've already set in motion what's going to be happening for the next two to three years in must terms be a, of games. Must be a sex scandal. You know, I don't um, think so. Let's get know. that rumor Who started knows? here. If you if you listen to Chris, he's very consistent, um, and this is a good way that he's consistent. He said the same exact thing when it came to Reggie, and it, yeah. made, it made sense. He, he verbatim. It's like you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've done this. We're here now. I'm out. Yeah. It, so. it takes a lot to be the guy who's at the head of these things. Jack um, Trent so. was such a pimp, though. He, <laughs> he was, was like the, he was like the last Don Draper. I always pictured. <laughs> Don't know that one, guys. Madman. Madman. I always pictured yeah, Jack Trenton after Piece a long day, just shutting his office door, lighting up a cigar, unbuttoning his collar, sitting in a leather chair with a brandy. Because he had he still had the liquor shelf thing. Over I there. thought about Jack Trenton a little bit too much. Yeah, he mm-hmm. never answered my mail. <laughs> <laughs> little, little but I just thought that, that guy was so classy. But. I, I would but, like- but Sean Layden, when I first when he first came on the scene, as far as the role he's in over the past generation, mm. I didn't I didn't immediately like him. But he's grown on me over the years. Um, kind of like another Sean. You he's know. yeah, because <laughs> you know you know I didn't like you at all. You wanted to fight you, me. Apparently, apparently. We both hated each other. Yeah. I'm not. I'll say when I see this, I, I sit back and I'm like, it's going to be interesting. Like. I don't know what's going to happen, of course, next year. None of us do. Well, the other guy is gone, too. I would would assume Sony is coming out as the favorite to to take the early lead next gen, right? I don't know, man. Apple uh, Arcade. (laughs) But on the other hand, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what will be said if it doesn't go well, right? Because we kind of got that, like, where Peter Moore left Xbox right when, you know, they were shifting and Don Matrick took over. And that went terrible for them, right? Like, you know, and he, too, also left right before pretty much the launch of Xbox One. and Or, I'm sorry, Xbox One. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting to see that. Like, obviously, we don't know what goes on day to day at Sony. But I it, I want to remember this. Like, you know, it'll, I don't know what will jar my memory. But, like, in a couple of years when we're talking about however... We're like, oh, yeah, remember when Sean left and then yeah. this happened after it? Well, I, yeah. my assumption is... Um Shuhei, mm-hmm. or the guy that designs the systems, I forget his name. Oh, uh, the Nat guy. Nat guy. I don't think it'll be Nat guy. Like it'd be one of those two guys that would ascend into his role. Mm. Which, what I keep thinking about, it, it, remember the the iconic picture at the video game awards, where the it was Phil, Reggie, and Sean, wasn't it? 
Was it Sean was the third one? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was up. Please, Phil, don't leave. Yeah. Right. For the love of God, Phil, please stay forever. See, and I'm presuming with like, your no, he thinks awesome, he's going to leave soon. Awesome t-shirts I'll, and your dreamy eyes. I'll say this: like, I will not what? be surprised at all if when, shut up, Chris. Don't even it. don't put it, it in the atmosphere, Chris. If he, whenever the next Xbox launches, I will not be surprised. Maybe not right away because he he understands he has a lot of work to do, right? Um, to really get the brand back to where it used to be. If but if he gets there, if it looks like it's trending that way, yeah. If you're Phil, what? I mean, you you saved the console, you put it in the right direction, you gave it everything it need. Why not step away and be like, okay, did that for seven years. I'm going to go be with my family now and, you know, appreciate them and love them and spend time with them, which I haven't been able to do. That's a lie. He's been, he's hung out with them. Well, just despite my t-shirt, guys. <laughs> despite what I believe is popular belief. Yeah. These jobs are incredibly hard. They are. They are you have no idea, and I have no idea, the level of pressure and competition that it takes to be successful in t- these types of roles. So often when a person comes in, a CEO or a president comes in, they're coming in because a company has hired them to do something. That project can last from four to eight years, and once they're done and accomplished it or they failed – they move on. Yeah. Yeah. Not because of choice, but because they're like, ah, it's like, I gotta, I gotta stop or or I'm going to kill myself. Even, even in a a corporate world, like kind of like we're used to, we see change all the time. For sure. Um, and it's also, you hit the nail on the head. Sometimes it's for, for things that need to be done and accomplished. There Mm -hmm. also could be some other things that we're never going to know about that are going on inside that they have to make changes for. Um, what do you want to know? (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's a great that's a great point but yeah i want to know what games i can get for Ooh, free this that's month. a good pivot <laughs> <laughs> uh well uh ps plus games for october mlb the show 2019 and the last of us remastered very solid good good ones um maybe maybe good, it's time good. for me to finally give that game a second chance the I, last that, of us yeah <laughs> don't i hate you so much um free games with gold for october um, Timbo the the badass elephant, um, badass badass elephant. Um, okay. that's gonna be October one through thirty one. Um, Friday the thirteenth, the game October sixteenth through November fifteenth. Hey, Disney's Bolt, yes! classic. October first oh, yes. through fifteenth. Yes, and then Ninja Gaiden three Razor's Edge. Wait, that's Razor Ramon's move. Um, October sixteenth through. Uh, the 31st. Ninja Game 3 is actually what I'm looking forward to. That will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else will be fun? Because we're we're all Ultimate members now, right? We are, for now. Well. X-Cloud will be fun. I don't know. Freaking do your job, guys. Jeez, I'm not I'm not thinking. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was waiting for him to be funny. It didn't happen. Project X-Cloud review program. Yeah. All right. Microsoft has announced that it will be inviting some of its people, and by people, I mean you, living in the U.S., United Kingdom, and Korea, (laughs) to test out its game streaming service in October. According to Kareem Chaudhry, (laughs) corporate vice president, explained that this, quote, public view is a critical phase in our multi-year ambition to deliver game streaming globally at the scale and quality of experience that the gaming community deserves and expects, end quote. Those interested in the U.S. and U.K. can register now. The initial pool will be smaller, but Microsoft will continue to grow the pool of gamers. Mm. 
Halo 5, Gears 5, Killer Instinct, and Sea of Thieves will be available at the start. The requirements to be a tester are a phone or a tablet running Android 6.0. Suck it. Or, <laughs> or higher with Bluetooth 4.0, a Microsoft account, and a Bluetooth-enabled Xbox One wireless controller. The games will be available through a streaming app. Hey, there you go. So I'm out. They're coming. <laughs> I, I don't have a I, one of those things. Don't you have a Samsung? No. Oh, are oh, you yeah, that's right. serious Duh. right now? Well, I remember there was that period where you're Chris, like, I'm not an Apple 12 guy years ago. And he called Bobby Bobby Joe and said, I want an Apple. Make it happen. And that it was happened. actually the quote. It happened. There you go. And she yeah, said, she's, she's awesome. She said, yes, sir. Because uh, uh, she lives Well, now that you brought her up, we won't record again before our anniversary. So next Monday will be 13 years. Can you believe that? Do you oh know what my... She's getting a coffee cup. Do you know what yesterday was for me, what, by the way? What? 15th year at our company. Oh, really? Congrats, yeah. man. For you? Way to make this about you right now. You piece of... No. Um, I'm getting her a coffee cup that says... Uh, I forget. Oh, 13 Please years Thirteen years of being a, a, a good wife. Keep that S word up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Absolutely. And you know what else is funny? She don't even drink coffee. But she's getting the coffee. <laughs> My uh, my That'd parents my parents this year hit their 45th wedding anniversary. That's nice. Ooh. That's I some said, hard work. I called my dad. I said, Dad, that's 45 years. This has got to be a special day. You know what he said? <laughs> I can't wait. It is for your mother. <laughs> dad joke. Womp I wonder womp. if you ever can imagine which parent I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I think you're like your dad, John. Like you don't one hundred percent. Yeah, I've never met him or your mom, but you're like your dad. Do you know what I do when I see his dad? You call for civility all the time. You like how I did that, right? <laughs> yes. um, I was like, Sean will get this." <laughs> um, Joel Emsley, the studio art director for Infinity Ward, is appealing to the COD community for some civility following a volatile week of announcement and rumors <gasps> in the recent state of play announcement. Sorry about that. It's fine. I'm a pro. I kept going. You could see that there is a timed exclusivity for PS4 regarding special ops survival mode. The kicker is that it will be a year-long deal. Another issue was regarding the rumor that microtransactions will be a part of the gameplay experience. Fans were, understandably, upset by the news and the rumor and things got a little toxic, it seems. According to Joel Emsley, quote, take a second and think about who on the production side comes to this sub and reads through the comments. IW Dev. I don't know. Infinity, Infinity Ward. Dev. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all have a pretty thick. We all have a pretty thick skin here, but yeah, it can kind of get to you. PlayStation and COD have had exclusive partnerships for years, but this one seems to be a step too far in the eyes of many fans. "Quote: There are some announcements that have come up this week that are official, and some that are rumors. My ask of all of you is to focus on information that is actually fact." and not get thrown off by ill-informed people that want to make a name for themselves by spreading half-baked inflammatory rumors. Let's work real problems together and not fairy tales of boogeymen. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I would say let's wait to actually see if there are micro microtransactions and you know what those are, right? Are they cosmetic or do they actually impact the game? That would, wait to see on that. The other side, though, I don't see where... Um, there's any, I don't know. I, I don't know how you would look at this and go, 
there's not any fact to the fact that, you know, they're keeping a moat out for a year from a platform that a lot hey, of where people smoke, are. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah. Well, just to be, just to be yeah. clear, they're addressing the microtransaction. Yeah, yeah. They are acknowledging that this was, this a is deal. Fact. Yeah. yeah, it showed up on a state of play trailer, very small print under mm-hmm. that trailer. That's where they saw it. Yeah, and that's the thing that I think is going to be the one that people are ticked off, just because Spec Ops has always been in these, and you know, it's a mode that a number of people enjoy. Yeah. Um, and to say like, you know, I think people can understand when you say, "Hey, we got to do these deals, and it's money for us." So yeah, if you get it on PlayStation, you get it two weeks or a month early. But when you tell someone like that, you know, we saw this even back with Microsoft when they were publishing Tomb Raider, right? You know, when that came out, that people do not react well when you tell them, hey, this is not going to be available uh, for people for you just a forget year. about it. And by the time it's, you know, by the time rolls around where you're, yeah. you could, you're like, I'm done. Well, not only that, it's time for a new Call of Duty game. Exactly. Right, that too, right. Exactly. Yeah. Hello, exactly. That's right. Um, no no Call of Duty next year. <laughs> this is... Uh, confirm. You know, I think at this point, after this backlash, if Activision had the ability to back out of this deal, they probably would at this point. But PlayStation's probably sitting up there going, Sorry, no, bro. Uh, you made the deal. You right. signed the ink. This is happening. So now Activision is... Caught between a rock and a hard place, but I fundamentally both of those places hard. I, fu- <laughs> I fundamentally don't understand. Look, look, you know me. This is your decision. You want to do it if do it's it. best All for right. your bottom line. I get it, but that doesn't mean that this is not going to come without consequences, and that you shouldn't not accept the consequences. There's going to be consequences to these actions. That's like four consequences in like ten it's, seconds. It's amazing. It almost feels Thanks, like man. you. You wonder if it's almost in response to the fact that you know. They, like, they, they they lost Destiny this year, and they're losing Blizzard, right? Uh, like, yeah. and all these things, uh, or no, they're not losing Blizzard. But, you know, Overwatch is slowing down for them, right? So it's like, you got to find a way to make the money. And if, yeah, you know, the biggest console on the planet right now wants to give you a year-long exclusivity you deal, you know, they're a publicly traded company. I don't think people who are on the board of Activision are going to care about this. Right, they're going to care about the bottom line. So if yeah. it makes the bottom line go up, well, they care. What, I don't know that this is going to make their bottom line. I think yeah, this is a miscalculation. It, the problem is, I put it, which is, had they done this, had they make this, had they made this decision last year, Chris? There's no way. Yeah. In God's green earth, would I have made that bet with you? Oh yeah. There's no way I would have made that bet That's, with you. You still what, should have. I'm, no, I had a legitimate reason to believe, and, and they were winning for a while. I'm a little dumb. What is Spec Ops mode? That's the That's one where zombies. you remember that. Asking me? No, right. we used to do this together way we back in modern. No, we, we don't bring that up, Chris. Remember, Chris. like when we won the sniper mission together? Oh, yeah, that's Spec Ops. Dude. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> sucks, don't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be honest. That does suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was reading that, I, w- I was reading about the uh, microtransactions, and I, I, I recently watched, and if you guys haven't, you need to. Uh-huh. There's a Brian Altano thing that he does on IGN where he goes to places and does yeah, things. Yeah. He went to Belgium where they ban microtransactions, and it's a great little piece if you got time to watch Shocker. It. The world did not end. Hey, and he confirmed <laughs> that Belgian waffles, amazing. Well, you can get those here. No, you can't. Not from Belgium. That's like saying you can get New York pizza here. Well, you <laughs> can. At Johnny's. It says it right on the box. <laughs> it says it, man. They obviously shipped it. Well, that's just the cost of living here, man. Oh. Speaking of the cost of, of, of cart. 
I don't know. I got nothing here. Yeah. Isn't this you? No, I read just that, that long paragraph a minute ago. Mario Kart Tour is before I read it. No, I did. That's okay. You man. just read with me. No, it's okay. You live with your lies. Do it. I know. That I, hurt. I know. I that hurt. Yeah. Mario Kart Tour. To the heart. Speaking of the heart. <laughs> Mario Kart Tour is Nintendo's newest free-to-start mobile game. Uh, the game is free to start, but has rolled out a gold pass for $4.99 per month, which nets you a higher level of rewards for racing in the game's tours, access to the game's 200cc mode, and the ability to earn badges for playing certain challenges. This, in addition to microtransactions, is drawing comparison to Nintendo's online subscription model and Apple Arcade. Nintendo Online has a 12-month subscription for $19.99, which you can share with family and friends. And Apple Arcade has unlimited play of 150 games for $4.99 per month. Or you can just play this game. Or you can just go, <laughs> um, you know what? Um, like I did. And you go, Mario Kart's not that good on my phone. I'll just keep playing Dr. Mario when I poop. And uh, I'll move on my life. Yeah, I was very surprised they actually put this on. on. Uh, I wasn't surprised they put it on mobile. Hmm. But I'm surprised on how like how not good it is i guess i should have said that i should have um, said i'm not surprised they put it on mobile because money right right but on the other hand right because i'm surprised <laughs> that they decided to go this route and like maybe someone didn't say hey maybe we should make this work first yeah i've read enough i mean you literally hold the phone mm. and then you got to move your thumb like this the whole time that's all you can use is your thumb there's no turn that's kind of weird screen down yeah, right it's, it's crazy Hmm. Well, I'm 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 in complete disagreement with you, Sean, about about this particular game. It, it's I think it works for the most part very well. Hmm. I think there's an adjustment every time you get a new Mario Kart game. There's an adjustment to drifting. You got to get back to used to it. This is just a new way to play, and it takes a little bit of time to jump in and get a, get used to the controls, and that's okay. Sir, you jump in when you play Xbox games, not Nintendo right. games. That's, uh, well, that's their motto. Well, one of the things, one of the comments that has been prevalent this week about this game is the fact that, and I hate this word because I think it's a misapplication of the word. They keep calling it, it's like a millennial term. It's like gross. They call it gross. Oh, that's so gross. It, look, like it. I mean, it looks fantastic. Well, yeah. Oh, it's an amazing I get game. where, to me, I guess, like when I read this, I'm like, wait. Look, so why am I turning already? What happened? <laughs> See what I mean? Like, I'm dumb. Like, what do I do, John? Well, first you, of all, you you got your thumb on the screen way too much. It's accelerating oh. without your thumb on the screen. You're, are you playing a slate? <laughs> and this is who I see. I always get caught in the corners. So I don't know what to do. This is engaging, right? It, I think it's. I mean, I think it's. Uh, it looks nice. It does look nice. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But anyway. look, uh, look. You know, it's also generational. My kid is playing the crap out of this game. Sure. He is loving this game. Well, Mario Kart's universally, I would say, one of the most universally loved games ever. For right. sure. And um, I, and I, but I think the industry as a whole has pretty much stood up, the, the games media has stood up and said, this is outrageous. And I think they're fundamentally off the mark on this. One. I do too. And I'll Actually. tell you why. They were not happy when Nintendo launched Mario Run for one standard price. They didn't mm -hmm. like it. So they went to a microtransactional model. They still didn't like it. The media, the games media cannot decide. Everybody for years was like, Nintendo has to go to mobile. Nintendo has to go to mobile. Every time they pivot and do and cave and go here and change it up because you didn't like that, change it up because you didn't like that, they still get knocked in the head 
which is the industry standard. This subscription service is cheaper, is cheaper than most of the most of the gaming apps out there that go for eight ninety nine a month for subscription services. Well, this is half the price. You're not I'm wrong. Not, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not saying it's not. I mean, let's be honest. The 200cc was invented two years ago for Mario Kart 8. It never existed before. Most people don't don't like it because it's way, way, way too fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is the this is the subscription service, the premium price for the pros out there who are going to give it everything. Yeah. And I can tell you fundamentally to make money. I believe that the media is off the mark because this game has a rating of four point eight with half a million votes already. That's I good. just think people are off I just think the games media is off the mark on this one. If I learn how to play it, like I said, it would be fun. Um, but the the direct competitor to me playing this game is another Nintendo game, and that's Dr. Mario. It doesn't have a gold pass model. It has microtransactions if you want to, yeah. um, you know, to invest in coins that will give you chances to do whatever. We we know how microtransactions work. I don't need those to progress in the game, and I'm having a, a blast playing Dr. Mario. Yeah. Every time I get a chance to play it, I'm playing it. But people mm. hated Dr. Mario. But the games but, media hated Dr. Mario. But why did they hate that? That's a completely different model than the the way that you know Mario Run launched, or even the way that this is launching. So I don't, I you can't win for lose you sometimes. They they're having a hard time winning over the media for doing exactly what they pressured and butchered them to do for ten years. You know what? But they're not they're not having a problem with the consumer. I, People are know, downloading and playing. Maybe it. I mean, there's yeah. been a couple of misses as Dude, far there as wouldn't be a adoption. Mario Kart. Um, a, a mobile game if, if yeah. Mario Run and Dr. Mario didn't do well. Yeah. I mean, they've they've said, Nintendo has said from the jump, these are boutique items mm. to advertise our games on our on our main yeah. consoles. For sure. Um, look, this has microtransactions. This has a subscription service. It has all that. No one's going to deny that. Mm-hmm. But you can't knock Nintendo for what millions of apps on the App Store do. Sure. They're holding Nintendo over here as if they're the only people who are doing it, and they're simply caving to what the market has decided but is the reality of mobile gaming. Could, they tried. Not even the power of Mario could get people to make to purchase a game for a premium price. One purchase, six ninety nine, for that Mario Run game. It was a failure. It literally was a failure. Yeah, I know. People, for some reason, I can't explain the mentality. They want the micro microtransactions. They want the subscription services. It's almost like it's an addictive thing. Um, <laughs> Everything, to some extent, is an addictive yeah. thing. I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's just the idea of it's not so much you're bashing them. It's just that they, when it comes to Nintendo, especially to a lot of people, it feels like they've been tuned to expect more, to expect better, like... This is the Nintendo way of doing things. This is why they're so great, right? So when they see something and it comes out and like, yeah, instead it's adapting to a market that they didn't set up, right? And isn't like, you know, was it, we always say like the blue ocean strategy and all that, right? Like you see them kind of going against the grain instead. It's like, well, this just looks like it's an app as like anything else. It's just designed to go out there and find the people that are addicted to it and then say, okay, how can we get five bucks out of you every month on top of probably I'm sure their in-game purchases that they're still going to be incentivized to get right. Um, you know, and to act like that they deserve a pass on it because they're Nintendo and everyone else does it when you say, well, but Nintendo's better. 
and I expect better. I guess maybe that's why I can't speak to it because honestly, I just don't care enough, you know, about the, about the mobile game stuff. Like to me, I'm more, much more interested to play a a random one-off that is like something small like that untitled goose game or whatever thing. To me, it's just, to me, it's just a virtue signal that they are offended on behalf of the the consumer, but the consumer is not upset. That's all I'm saying. They have deemed on high that they know what's best and fundamentally pure and righteous as a company should do. Mm -hmm. They've decided that four ninety nine is not is not okay. They've decided that. I don't know if they've but the decided consumer, that. I'm more so I think it's their job to be critical, right? So it's like it's it's to say like, hey, these are the dangers of this idea where now, hey, one of the greatest developers ever is now doing this. And we didn't think that was gonna be the case. Now it is the case. And you're like, well, if they're gonna do it. What's to say then that anyone else isn't like, you I just know, think you as know. a pattern, they've been talking out of both sides of their mouths. Yeah, maybe they're like, go to mobile. Sean's over here, but just fix, racing. but fix Dude, mobile. Now he's figured it out. Sean has made me like this gaming because he said, like, some of it too <laughs> he was too owning. Like I've unlocked six court, six, uh, six sets of courses. Mm-hmm. I haven't spent a dime. Yeah. You know, and just 200 CC is freaking fast. It's like, <laughs> So Most people don't want to mess okay with it. Well, right? you are ancient. You can't handle it. I am ancient. It's made That's for, for sure. people my part young of what age. I, part of what I said made sense. If you don't, like, I'm going to be honest, the the rewards of racing, I don't know what they are yet, so I'm not appealed to go spend the $5 yet. I don't care about the 200 Have you tugged mode. on that pipe yet? <laughs> what are we talking about? What? That pipe. What we, Have uh, you tugged on it yet? What, no. we, what are we talking about? That pipe, you pull, you push down and it releases. Whoa. Uh, you we, unlock we, we a gotta car. We got to move on. We got to move no. on. You unlock <laughs> a Chris, character. Chris, move on. You, you my brain's in the gutter, pipe? Chris. My, my, my brain's in the gutter. <laughs> and I don't, look, I don't mean, I, I don't mean to rant. And I, if you have a different opinion of my, than me, I completely respect it. I don't necessarily like the model. Hmm. I just, ha- I, I defend the model because. Because it's Nintendo. No, it's because it's an industry standard. And in order for them to survive in the mobile space, sure. they tried not to. They really I, I look, they did. They tried not to do it. But yeah. the industry spoke and they had to respond. Yeah. It's mm. just that simple. Well, you know Speaking who else was uh, responding. <laughs> yeah. You know who else was a standard? This is robust. Um Borderlands I 3. I tried to get this down, but was, yeah, we can yeah. tell who wrote this one. I'm gonna stand uh, back. Borderlands three has tons of loot, but no Troy Baker, thanks to unions. That's the headline. Um, thought about that one. Thanks. <laughs> Everything going forward for me now is thanks unions. Um, when it was announced that Reese Strongfork from Telltale Games, uh, Tales from the Borderlands would be in Borderlands Three, it was presumed Troy Baker would join the cast to once again voice the character. However, Gearbox recast the role, and it appears there are conflicting reasons for why Baker did not appear in the game. When Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford was asked back in April on Twitter why Baker would not be appearing in the game. Pitchford stated, you'll have to ask Troy. I was told by the audio director that he turned it down. However, now in an interview with VG247, VG247, yeah. uh, Baker stated the reason he had to turn down the gig was that he can't take a non-union gig. Couldn't, yeah, sorry. Um, Baker is a member of the SAF AFTRA union, uh, or the SAFT AFTRA union which reached a settlement with video game companies back in 2017. I believe we covered it here, possibly. Um, what are you doing? I can't follow along. So they came <laughs> to me, and they were like, do you want to do this? I said, absolutely. And then they made it impossible, me, uh, impossible for me to do the role. It had nothing to do with the money. 
They just simply would not go about doing it the way we needed it to be done. It was simply a matter of they wouldn't go union. And I can't do a non-union gig. Without getting too deep in the weeds on that, we had a long conversation. We had long conversations about this. We always knew going into it that this was going to be the thing. They were going to take these characters and put them from Tales from the Borderlands series from Telltale into Borderlands proper. I've been waiting for this call. They were like, do you want to do this? And I said, yes. They never, because they would never move from that position. I'm not mad. It's invariably a completely different character, but it still stings. Gearbox responded to the quote by releasing a statement. It's as, fo- it's as follows. Troy is an exceptional, exceptional, exceptional talent, and we were disappointed that he declined to partner on Borderlands 3 after being offered the part. We wish him the best and hope he knows the offer to collaborate with him still stands. That's because he's awesome and you guys know it. Gearbox is a Texas company and is bound by Texas law, which means that a person cannot be denied employment because of membership or non-membership in a labor union or other labor organization. Quote, as a talent-owned and talent-led organization, Gearbox enthusiastically works to ensure our pay and working conditions meet or exceed union standards. We also believe strongly in hiring local voice actors whenever we can, which is why we're thrilled Troy's career really took off after working with us. And that is finally the end. Yeah, I didn't really get that one. I was like, what game has he been in? <laughs> that was uh, that was some shade. I right think there. that was a little shade at the end, Chris. Yeah, that's what I got. I was like, man. Tales from the Borderlands, I believe, came out after Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. After The Last of Us, which were his two games that really propelled After him. being in the Arkham games, after yeah, being... Yeah. I mean, he's been in no, stuff was, for years. He was in Arkham Origins. Uh, he was in Arkham City. He did, like, Two-Face and a bunch of the other people before really? he... Yeah, he's... I mean, he's, he's been a guy who's been uh, in demand Destiny? for years. He's now like, yeah, you know, man, that guy's like, I'm, yeah, I, it was, it was weird. Uh, I, I can't say I'm surprised, but I guess I think if he was to be the main character of the game or something like that, outside of what the character ended up like, he's not a minor, like Reese isn't a minor character in this game, but he's basically in one section of it, like one chapter if you want to say it where he predominantly is featured and i'm guessing like if you're saying the gearbox our choices are either everyone's now got to be a union actor on this gig right that we hire or we have to adapt to the union rules or we just don't go with troy baker that was probably where it came down to um and i guess randy pitchford i i have to uh, believe he knew that was the reason right why they did not go with him um and that's fine but you know i guess he kind of just got caught a little bit spinning things for the sake of you know just trying to low-key it as best as he could not offering more not pushing back but what did he spin exactly well basically he's saying like oh yeah we talked to the audio guy and he said like yeah he turned it down and it's like you're not really saying why and i'm guessing i'm like i'm not sure it's that he talked to the audio director and he he was like no i'm not interested right it's oh hey yeah i can do this but you gotta do it you know it's gotta be union because i'm in the union and that's the way that works i don't i mean i take Randy Pitchford at his word when he says, I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think he thinks of talent like that. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's the type of person that went, why couldn't you get Troy Baker? Tell me why you could. I don't think he fundamentally cares, Mm. particularly for a smaller role. 
a se- like, a, like you said it sectional like a sectioned yeah. off. I mean, but still, it is Troy Baker. And how much money would they is George Troy Baker drawing as a as a contract now? I have no idea, but I'm sure I mean, it's very. I mean, name. like, yeah. like except totality. I, I bet you he's pulling two million. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's getting a very nice chunk from Sony here. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of sucks, but I, I will say it wasn't anything huge. Like, it's not like the character doesn't work well. My chair. Uh, and yeah, you know, they had the same issue I think with Claptrap. You know, like for whatever reason they didn't bring back the voice actor for him. I um, mean, he's in that game a lot more than uh, Reese's. Well, when this story broke, and I remember the article, I read it. Um, mm. It seemed it seemed to be suggesting that Troy Baker was he was suggesting that no, you didn't ask me in the first place. That's that's how I originally remember this story. Um, but yeah, I mean. I mean, I love Troy Baker. I love his work. I think he's super talented. But it's not a role that was going to make or break the game. No. And I just don't think Randy Pitchford cared fundamentally whether... I'm sure they, they wanted to. Sure. I, yeah, I'm sure they would like to have had him. But it's like, basically, hey, they had a choice and they made their choice. And that's up to them. You know, they're a company. They can do what they want. They're a company. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in a state that doesn't require that they have to hire union actors, right? Yeah. So, you know... That's on them. If that's what they don't want to do, then I get it. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're Randy Pitchford, you have a lot more pressing concerns than just your voice talent. Like, you, as long as the voice talent is good, that's going to be the thing that drives them the most. You know, the union that we're a part of mm-hmm. would never limit us like that. If they did. I just got an email from the union, guys. <laughs> you're going to have to shut up. John. I'm excited about this one, Johnson. Do it justice. <laughs> All right. Brain Age announced for Nintendo Switch. Justice, not there. Brain Age was a huge <laughs> selling point for the DS huge. line of handheld consoles, helping it become one of the most successful platforms of all time. Nintendo has announced that a new Brain Age is on the way to be released on Nintendo Switch. The game will once again feature the digital face of Dr. Kawashima. The game will once again feature the blah, blah, blah. This game will be taking full advantage of the Switch hardware by using such things as the IR sensors and the Joy-Cons. The trailer also shows multiplayer modes for each player holding an individual Joy-Con. Sean, yeah, this was one of the first games I bought for the DS. It was a... I played the it, heck out of this it, game. It, it Loved was it. a given. This, yeah. was like a, this was like a premier title for the game, for the Dude, system at the time. When I read this and it, the, the way they're going to use the IR technology, if there's like a rock, paper, scissors... You literally just have to do rock, paper, scissors with your hands, and it captures what you did. Literally? Literally. Nice. It's going to be nice. I cannot so wait. basically a follow-up to, what was that game that launched on Switch? At, at One, launch? two, Switch? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I'm actually but surprised. But for smarter people. I'm actually surprised that this... <laughs> did Brain Age uh, make its way to mobile platforms? I don't, I don't know that. I don't think it did. Okay. I don't See, that's one I'm like, yeah. That. That makes I'm sense. Not, in a way, with the touchscreen technology, sure, but Brain Age worked so good on that DS, if you remember, because you had the little pin. And you turned it sideways like a book. You have yeah. a pin. It's this. No, I know, but now you have the ultimate yeah. pin, which is your finger. I was getting there, Chris. Steve Jobs told me hence, that. Hence why I said, you know, with the flat screen, the tight screen. Oh, my God. Anyway. I hate you so much. Love you. More. <laughs> Iconic villain tease for Fallen Order. Ooh. Ooh. You may have noticed a cameo in Jedi Fallen Order. Early in the game, you can hear the iconic breathing of Darth Vader. He is not physically there in the trailer, but it makes his presence eerily felt. It is not clear whether he will play a prominent role in the game. Plus, the music in the trailer is a slowed down version 
of the Vader themed yeah. music. Dun, 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 dun. All right. We will wait with breathless anticipation for this game to arrive. We sure will, John. Would not be the first time that they've put a uh, a Vader in the Star Wars game in recent years. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. technically, um, I think the villain in this game is the apprentice of Vader. Yeah. They do that whole side chick thing. Well, it, it fits with the timeline. So Vader's alive in the universe during this game. Yeah. So, so prediction, uh, he's going to, at the end of this game, he's going to be his apprentice, and then Vader's just going to, like, one-two him in three seconds. <laughs> I mean, how many storylines consist of Darth Vader cheating on Emperor Palpatine with a, another apprentice? Dude, he had so much stuff going on. That's called so many side chicks. You know he really what I mean? did. Nothing like a good side chick. That's just called the Sith, isn't Wait, it? what? <laughs> what? It's what? like the history of them. Oh, wait. Hold on. Is this it? Batman this week! Came a little throaty, bro. I went stronger this time. Finally this week. New direct... Can I hear myself? I think yeah, so. you're good. New director for Uncharted movie. The delay of this movie is in line with a Naughty Dog development cycle, so it should come as no surprise. Ah. Anyway, Travis Knight, the director of Bumblebee, Bumblebee, is in negotiations to direct the upcoming Uncharted film starring Tom Holland. If he signs on, this will make the sixth director connected to the project yeah. the film is reportedly set to begin production next year remember, Chris, when, remember when mark Wahlberg was the mark headline? Wahlberg and the guy who directed um the Wahlberg clooney movie three kings who's that guy he was attached to direct george clooney the director of the film three kings um doesn't matter point is james mangold maybe yes no i don't know they, they were talking about this movie. This movie has been in production since Chris and I were living together. The Uncharted movie. Yeah, that was when it first got announced. And I actually didn't think Mark Wahlberg was a horrible choice. I, 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 but at I, the time, I, everybody was going, Nathan Fillion, you dummy. Nathan Fillion, you dummy. Yes. Just cast the guy. It's even, perfect. Even now, I'd still cast him. Yes. Uh, David O. Russell. Yeah. Dang it. I thought you were going to emails, but no, you were going to confirm what you said. Yeah, he, I think he was the first. I got that. <laughs> he was the first one that signed on um, as director. Hey, I, I have to say, though, uh, I like it when you see this. Like, if you're going to have, if you're going to launch a new series based off a of property, I like it when you bring in a nice young nice. director, a nice young director who already kind of has some success under his belt. Like, that dude, you know. Bumblebee was phenomenal. Yeah, Bumblebee is great. It's my favorite Transformers. And I movie. like it when you call me Big Papa. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and plus, they could, plus, maybe he'll bring back uh, John Cena again. You can't <laughs> see me. But yeah, you won't see him in the movie because you just can't see him. John yeah. Cena is the older version of Ethan Drake. <laughs> he, John, John Cena is Sully. <laughs> <laughs> Sully, that would be great, actually. It's terrible. It would be awesome. But yeah, I'm rooting for it. And hey. Tom Holland had a lot of good news this week, huh? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So he resolved itself. But I'm hearing that this is a resolution to a finale. I, like, that wouldn't surprise me. phase him out of the MCU. Yeah. Because I think they understand now they're never going to get what they were hoping for back in the day, right? Like in the sense of... Uh, I've heard they might even do two movies, guys. We'll they, see. That's well, just... Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's got to be a dollar amount that mm. Sony would agree to that says we can have this property. There's no. got to be. No. Because in the Disney end, has the money. I want half your stuff, Disney. <laughs> then I mean, you can have I guess Spider-Man. I mean, I guess there's a potential that they could eventually get to a point, right, where it's like, look, you will pay us per money or per movie that you put Spider-Man, at least in this percentage, right? 
that you know we will get that return instead of us making spider-man movies but just like with mgm with uh james bond or or you know uh all the work it took to get the hobbits done those companies once they get a property like this they're never gonna let go unless they absolutely have to well well, lucas i think they paid 12 billion for star wars Mm. Mm. 20, I mean, just give them 20 billion. No, they'll, they'll, they'll do it. That's what it would take. It would take that kind dollars. of stuff. Like, you know, and I guess maybe they could get to that point where it wouldn't be a problem for them. But it's, as we always say, like if you're Sony and you know, every time I made a live action Spider-Man movie, it's at least, even when it's gotten bad reviews, it's at least half a billion. No worldwide. It's building. It's the lowest is 700 million. It's oh, made really? worldwide. Yeah. So from all of them from Andrew Garfield to yep, like, Spider-Man was an amazing Spider-Man 2 is the lowest grossing one, right? Still Adjusting made. for inflation? No. Really? Just still 700 people love it. Yeah. Um, you know, shoot, Venom made 800 plus million. You know, and that's the other thing you're not thinking of is like you sell back Spider-Man, you don't just lose Spider-Man, you lose that stable of characters that they are trying to build even more hits for from. So there's just there's a lot of money on the table for them. I guess Sony's just going to hold on to the wings of the eagle. Watch as they all fly away. Yeah. Wow. Back is yeah. Secretly like some of their songs, John. John goes to bed every night. Never going, made Look at one, man. <laughs> Chris, stop it. Uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Never. Yes. Yes, we. That was well because I heard Penny and John was running in flip flops and things were happening. Electronic mail from the future. There you go. If you want to write your thoughts and opinions, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, <laughs> you can do so by writing them to weeklygameschat at, at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com, just like Chris did. I did, buddy. Why'd you write in? I don't know because I want to say morning, gentlemen. Morning, Chris. <laughs> Always a great cheer. I think that's what I meant to say. Seeing how uh, you got, I'm presuming he means to say, seeing how you are fans of Bioware, you should look at, uh, look into the game called Greedfall. It's a mixture of Mass Effect and Dragon Age. I think you'd like it as you, as it always keep. Oh, uh, I think you would like it. As always, keep up the great work. Your friend who doesn't puncture. <laughs> that's funny. I'm so glad I just kept that's like what it was. I was like, kept I'm like, that guy, this is bad. Have you heard of Greedfall? I have. I heard about it a couple of weeks ago on our podcast that I listened to. Um, and I Greedfall. have to say, it piqued my interest. I know it's by a studio that kind of, they're like a classic 2A, right? Like they have cool ideas, but the games themselves don't always come out clean but for the most part i'm reading good things about this and i think i might get it at some yeah point. it's definitely a a fan you know about greedfall fierce game it's like there's there's a there's a ty- there's a little bit of a discrepancy between what critics think of it and what how fans are responding to it yeah how the how do y'all know about it we we read the news yeah i do too i'm a gamer yeah. Oh, that hurts. We play games. That hurts. Yeah. (laughs) You do do a podcast about games too, guys? Is that what it is? Yeah. I've given things. Both of you. You should go on it. Hey, both of you. (laughs) I've given a 10.0 to something that originally came out past 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's all about the now, Chris. Live in the moment. Yeah, I know. 
Let the moment feed yourself. Anyways, next up. Uh, he, did he say, he actually wrote in twice. That's why I'm checking on this. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I want to make sure. Uh, I'll start with the second one that said PPS. I was so nervous to write the email. I forgot to mention my name is Jonathan. Game and it's, on. And it's spelled correctly. Yeah. Uh, he, what's up, Jonathan? He's not an abomination. John will actually love you. Uh, but he says, what's good, Chris, Sean, and John? Long-time listener, first-time writing. What's good, man? I'm a little nervous because this is the first time I've ever done this, so please be gentle. As always, no lube, John! No lube! <laughs> lube is required, <laughs> no, sir. No, not for the gentle. you got to learn. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Wait, what? <laughs> Grip it and rip it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for I'm sure. A, I'm a hardcore gamer who doesn't do much other than game and work, and it's been that way since I was a wee lad. So I wanted to incorporate games into my work, but since I couldn't, the Games Chat podcast was found. I love the way that nice. worked out. You know what I'm saying? I want to say a month ago, you guys had another episode where you didn't receive any email. So I thought to myself, I like these guys a lot. So if they're if they ever have another episode with no emails, that will be my chance. I'm a truck driver out in Texas. Hey, home of uh, unions or something, right? Yeah, I won't say what they say <laughs> what comes from Texas in full mail jacket. But anyways, uh, but whoa. <laughs> People know what you just implied, Chris. They've got good barbecue, pretty good football teams. Uh, they got some hot cheerleaders. Uh, but here's a fun yeah. fact. Here's a fun fact for Jonathan. He was born and raised in. Wow. You can yeah, say he wrote it in. Say in it. Columbus, Georgia, a few miles into Macon Road. We're practically Whoa. the same guy. Yeah. Practically, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Wow. Did I write this? I think you. Yeah. This is your fake name. His last name. <laughs> uh I could get detailed, but my mom still lives there, and I'm sure she wouldn't like any unwanted visitors. <laughs> That's true. We would just visit. Yeah. Just us. We'd be like, hi, hi, Jonathan's mom. <laughs> Who's not Jonathan? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, anywho, I started listening to you guys midway last year when you had a detective trying to pinpoint where you were recording from. <laughs> and I became curious myself because everything he was saying sounded He's awfully like, familiar. Wait a minute. That's then cool. you said cool. <laughs> then you slipped and said that crossing the Chattahoochee wasn't too far, and I just and I knew that's near my hometown. Possibly, sir. Uh, I was still on and off listening until the famous drunk episode. <laughs> is it famous? Dang, it is. It's uh, infamous at this yeah, point. Chris. Infamous, yeah. Everyone wants me to repeat it, but you don't want that. None yeah. of us want. Yeah, that. we do. No, I like do. I like a cold brewski. Why are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, you guys do the email. I'm taking out now. Uh, and the famous drunk episode, and that sealed the deal for me. I've been listening ever since. Thank you, sir. And look forward to the new episodes every week. I actually find myself saying things with the show at the same time, and it makes my Richard Tingle Ooh. and sing with my favorite podcast. I love mm. a good Richard Richard Tingle. Oh, I, they're the best. I didn't mean to make my first time be so That's long. What <laughs> but I just wanted to show you guys some love. I can't say if I'll ever write in again. Please do. Uh, but I'll always be here sitting in the shadows and listening all the time. That's creepy. called a lurker. Yeah, that's creepy. And I like it. <laughs> Old lurking Sean here. <laughs> Game on, fellas. Game on, sir. Your mom's box. And you got to do the God voice, Chris. Oh, sorry. You got to do the God voice for him. Your mom's box. But for the guy, not for the show yet, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thug life and peace out. Yeah. P.S. Not to name drop, but Kyle Funny Games is another podcast I listen to. And on Monday, 923, exactly 57 minutes what? and 45 seconds, Greg Miller, what? that Greg Miller, actually said, it's been a while, just like y'all do. There's no way. I don't know who invented it, but I heard it on here first, and now I heard someone else saying it. 
Guys, we made Dude, it. if if Greg Miller secretly listens to this show and says it's been a while. Now, look, wouldn't it be funny if we sent Greg Miller a cease and desist? Look, when, I, I think I was I was I think I was the money. first one to says where I like the you way did. we we said it. Yeah. But you guys instantly knew it was from the song because yeah. of the way the guy sings the song. So it's not like we invented it. It's nah. from the band Stained. Yeah. That's, yeah, and the way Aaron Lewis sings it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if Greg Miller listens to this show, Greg, write in, you piece of crap. Yeah. Give us some love. Give us Greg. some love, bro. I gotta make a fake Greg Miller. You a know, rising to, tide yeah. lifts all G's. boats. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next up, our lawyer, lawyer Rob wrote in. I love these. What's up, Rob? He says, "Dear gentlemen, I want to preface this message by saying that the following preface, are huh? uh, preface this <laughs> message by stating that the following are not legal opinions and are my personal opinions as a PC gamer who has no more knowledge of French and European law as any as does any other gamer." Hearing about the French court ruling that Valve Steam is mandated to allow its users to resell games from their libraries greatly concerns me for several reasons. Ooh. First, presumably none of the money on second-hand game sales will go to the developers or publishers. Money will likely still go to Valve, but that doesn't appear to be anyone's concern in the French case. Additionally, I hope everyone likes the games as a service because that's what we're going to get, at least for double and triple A titles. Preach. You're going to see a lot more loot boxes or whatever is close enough to them without also being illegal. Once the initial game license becomes worthless to publishers, monetized account entitlements are going to be the way to continue to be profitable. I imagine the inevitable counterpoint is, quote, console games have been resold for decades and it hasn't killed the industry and yes for the most part these games are published by large companies who can weather a portion of their sales loss to use purchases even gamestop used game sales aren't going to put nintendo ea or activision out of business these used games are being are also resold in physical form so there are extra hurdles to reselling them if the digital games become resellable on a region-wide platform new game sales will decline profit margins will be reduced and smaller devs will certainly suffer substantial losses. Would any of you have traded in Stardew Valley, Valley's Shovel Knight, Bloodstain, or Return of Oberdin? Mm. I would have traded in Bloodstain. <laughs> For sure, on the Switch, right, John? Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think I'm on the same page as John here. If consumers don't want to buy digital games because they can't resell them, then they won't. And Steam and Epic will go out of business. Clearly, the demand for the current business model is there, and everyone knows what they're getting into when they purchase a game digitally. I said before, I believe we are in a golden age of gaming, and especially PC gaming, but hey, more government always makes things better, right? (laughs) That was probably some sarcasm there, Chris. Uh, Best regards, Lawyer Rob. P.S. I used to like buying physical games in the 8 and 16-bit eras, but now all I get is an advertisement for the game season pass in a white uh, insert with an possibly tiny legal mumbo jumbo. Ah, I'm breaking apart here, uh, which I'm never going to read. And this is coming from an attorney. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's a, as always, that's a fantastically written email. Great point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get his point to some extent, but I also push, I would push back on certain parts like, you know, Small developers, yeah, it could be potentially harmful for them, but at the same time, you could find a way to to work that, right? Like the the industry can evolve, is what I would argue, um, and still, <laughs> if it hasn't been a problem before, to me, it's it's not going to suddenly become a 
problem now. Like I think regardless, companies are always going to continue to make new products because in the end, it will always be the fastest way to make a large amount of money, right? Is to release something new as opposed to repackaging something that is already out and available. Um, I would also say that I had a thought to this, but I feel like I'm losing it. Does reselling digital become a used digital it can't. Yeah, see, that's, that's the that interesting part. That is a weird part. concept to me. It's digital. It never got wear and tear. Mm. It never got, you never spilled water on it. Sure. Fingerprints on it, yeah, you know. You never, yeah, you never. Just inadvertent, maybe, inadvertent maybe. scratches. And, and yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised, especially because this is a company that they don't have to rely so much on. Um, or maybe they can have a little bit more leverage in how they write these things that, Oh, hey, yeah, if you do resell our games, we will get a portion of it. They could write that into the language. They could press it more. And I think Steam would have a, a much harder time to say no to that because seeing as their whole entire livelihood is dependent on having the best games on their system, right? They're going to probably fold to you. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it would be good or bad. I, I'm not going to determine that it would have a great effect until you actually see what happens. But at the same time, I think... The idea of just people, you know, acting like these are licenses and that they don't own a product that they're paying 60 bucks for. I think that's going to be something that consistently has pushback for the foreseeable future. And we're, and the industry will adapt in some form. I don't know what it will be. On his, uh, I mean, ab- absolutely great letter. I mean, he's pretty consistent. The only time he's ever been really wrong was about the mobile game for Diablo. But anyway... His last thought was actually, I, I think about this all the time, Sean, whenever I open, particularly a Nintendo game, mm-hmm. I'm always, it's like, it's been like this for years and years, but I'm always sad that there's simply a little warranty slip in it. Now, yeah. Like, I want the, I want an instruction. I That's want one those of the reasons days, why I don't. I want those days yeah. to come back. But, but, but think about you, you, you alluded to the I fact that. I want paper that, to murder trees. All, all the <laughs> good things, right? You alluded to the fact that like your, your kid is playing Mario on the phone and he doesn't care that it didn't come with a wrapper. He pushed a button and yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um, and that is the un, un, I mean, it's, it's the reality. It's, that's not going to be undone. Uh, we lived in an age where that was awesome. I'm thankful that I got to experience the, the smell of opening the game up, you know, for the first time, seeing the, the kind of smelling the ink on the book on the inside and it actually being a book that was worth something that, you know, it was, it was readable. It, it gave, it gave insight and history to a game, um, pictures, you know, all the stuff. Um, things just aren't packaged like that anymore. The last game, what was it that came with a map? It may have been Skyrim. The last one I got that came with the map was Red Dead. Red Dead did come with a really yeah, nice they are, Rockstar still kind of does that. Rockstar is one of the few out there that still puts like oh, at so least Red something. Dead too. Yeah, yeah, Red Dead Redemption too. Oh, nice. But I remember yeah. the the map that came with Skyrim was pretty good too. I oh think. god, yeah. Yeah, in, in order because nice. opening game it. opening yeah. games used to yeah. be this experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And now the only way to get that experience is deluxe edition. Yeah, Ellie Sp- spend three hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. I mean, I kind of want that Ellie. Statue. If like people look, better, if that's your passion, it might be hard to find at this. Point. Yeah. Walmart's got them still. If that's your passion to be a collector, yeah, Walmart. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, Marcus. if that's your passion to collect those things, go right ahead. But yeah, yeah, like for someone like me, if if that's the only thing that when I open it, 
I said, go ahead. I didn't say I did it. <laughs> I was like, there's a Halo helmet on the ground, yeah, right, Chris. Yeah, that's, there's, I mean, well, there's there always been an times. exception. There's yeah. a vault boy somewhere. There are some people, <laughs> there are some people out there, like, they, they try to get every single one of these, yeah. you know, that they buy. Like, they have to have that collector's. If that's the what coolest. is a cool thing, then go ahead. But me, convenience. The, I will gladly take the convenience. The coolest collector's edition I've seen ever was for Darksiders 3. Really? Like the the ultimate epic collector's edition. It came in this huge box, and it came with statues of every single horse. That is pretty awesome. Then oh, I wanted it so bad. The uh, Breath of the Wild collector's edition is still pretty epic for me because it's got yeah, that sword. sword in the, yeah, I have that. It's it's nice. The I sword. thought it was worth it. I enjoy yeah seeing that. Reggie myself. sold that to me when he brought it out on the treehouse. Oh, the E3. Oh, I wanted the yeah. Titanfall one that had the full mech, but I did not get that. Oh. There's a, speaking of, uh, and also the collectibles one. real quick. I think there was one recently that has mold in the things now. Yeah. They were saying that. What, well, what helmet it was, was that? It was Fallout, Fallout. 76. It was, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could that, game, could that game have anything else going? <laughs> Jesus. Sean, people yeah. hit us up on Twitter. They did. That's they say I, things. They did. What are they say? Um, I'm loading it up now, Chris, cause I totally forgot to do that. <laughs> All right. Was, was, well, uh, uh, this has been episode. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so Hydraberg reached out to us and he, hey. um, he wanted, he said at weekly game chat, wonder what this means for PS5. And it was the article where Sony Worldwide Studios head Sean Layden leaves PlayStation. The end. We definitely discussed that. I, I, I don't know how I feel quite yet. Um, shout out to the Iron Puppy for giving us some love. It was International Podcast Day a day ago. Yeah. Which would have made it Sunday. No, Monday. Monday. Um, any podcast random uh, recommendations? And that was from Cheap A Word Gamer. The Iron Puppy said, The humble and down to earth guys at Weekly Game Chat. So, just like I said on the Twitter, thank you, sir, mm. for the love. Tony had a good joke on his uh, personal Facebook page about that, like where yesterday he said, uh, it was like a fake news story that said 245 million podcasters still looking for a guest this week for their show. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I got to run across Richard in, um, in the Link's Awakening game, and I, yeah. I posted that video for people. I saw that. Uh, at Justin Fry said the game looks so good. Justin, if you have a Switch, it is good because Acid Sugar um, also proclaimed that it's incredibly good. So That makes it a fact. That's good stuff. I think that's it for the mentions that I can bring up now. Um, let cool. me double check. We do have some new follows, but I know we also had a direct message from, uh-huh. from Waits fan. Oh, that's, uh, I don't know what this is. You uh, would know what this is. Well, I know. Okay. Hold on. This is from your boy, Josh. Scrappy doo has been found dead in Miami. Apparently that is a game out there. They sent. Yeah. I don't know what to say on that, but that would be all up to you. That looks like a game you want us to cover. <laughs> Scrappy Doo has been found dead in Miami. Scrappy Doo being the Scrappy Doo that you're thinking of right <laughs> yes. now. Little tiny, sure. little tiny Scooby Doo. That's what Josh muscles. brings to the table, and by God, we're going to bring it up. Gosh um, darn it. We do have one new follow uh, at Chris um, Venables89. Thank you so much for the follow following you back. The name sounds very Yeah, because it's yours that you just made up, so we yeah. have a guy yeah. to follow. That's all we're going to do now because we are over the two-hour mark into the two-hour and 15 minute ish mark you just want barbacoa and I'm, i want some barbacoa from chipotle <laughs> well, um, at least you're honest yeah let's do it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this has been episode 224 of weekly games chat if you like the show subscribe to us on itunes or whatever podcast service you use and you'll get a new episode just like this on wednesday or if you're really attentive 
probably like around 10:45 on Tuesday. <laughs> or or if you live on the West Coast, I guess like 7:45 on Tuesday. Are you serious? You do that? Yeah, because I mean, it's just easier to go and be like, okay. No, it's lazier. Come at me again. Come at me, bro. <laughs> See who gets <laughs> muted next week. Why? I don't know what happened to your audience. Hey, Chris, have you ever been suplex in your own house? <laughs> you ever been As tombstone? As opposed to other places? <laughs> um, if while you're there, you want to help us out, make sure you give us a rating or even a review. Helps people find the show. It's always appreciated. Uh, in theory, I still have a Twitch stream. I don't know how I'm feeling about that right now. I don't know. I haven't felt too enthused to stream lately, mainly because of work. <laughs> but, um, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll, maybe, uh, maybe John and I will get on and play, uh, some, some ghost recon together. You know, what would help you get back into it? Uh, I think, John Rambo? I think our audience would love to see a new kitten on the Twitch stream. No, no, God, no. If I get good internet, like with a, with, I got good download, but if I get some good upload, you'll take I'm, the kitten. I, I'll, I'll take the kitten and I'll stream almost probably nightly because I love doing it. There but you go. My, my my internet just can't handle it. I like a good steady stream. You know? Mm. Uh, if you want to write in, once again, if you want to. <laughs> Flomax. This episode brought to you. Uh, once again, uh, if you want to write in your thoughts and prayers, you can do so by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, and once again, we're part of the HP Gaming Network. So... If you want to just go to their Twitter page, uh, which I'm sure we'll have a link for on our Twitter page, you can go ahead and click on there, and they usually post just about every new episode that comes out from someone who's part of the network, and that should be a good place for you to start discovering some new content. So, you know, when you're through the two and a half hours that we give you every week, you get 20 minutes from them. I don't know how long their shows are. Uh, <laughs> until next time, though. I will simply say game on the shop. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. Your mom's box! I don't know how that went because I didn't have my headphones on. It's probably fine. It, it looks like <laughs> it didn't do as good as normal uh, based on the waveforms that we're seeing on your TV screen. But it's Your mom's fine. a waveform. Okay, back off. Your mom's a nerd. That's true. <laughs> Literally true. Does that feel zen like sitting on the floor, John, or is just your taint so wet now? <laughs> Say your thing. Um, what do I got to Oh, peace out, everybody. Doug Lyon. <laughs>